Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, Rad Rob here from the Rad Turtles Wrestling Podcast. Just want to tell you a little about Rodan and Fields. The skin is the largest organ in the human body. How do you take care of it? Does it ever hold you back? Pimples, sunspots, and wrinkles are just a few of the things that keep us from having the confidence to embrace our dreams. What if you had the confidence to go for that new job? Ask out that person you've had your eye on or just help you like what you see in the mirror every day. Rodan and Field is the number one skincare line in the U.S. It was created by two Stanford-trained dermatologists, Dr. Rodan and Dr. Fields, who have created not one, but two multi-billion dollar companies in skincare. This incredible product line is based on their patients' four most common skincare concerns, acne, sensitivity, skin discoloration, and aging. These products aren't like what you get at the drugstore. They provide amazing results and also offer a 60-day money-back guarantee. Even if the bottles are empty, if you are unhappy, you will get your money back. So what's holding you back? If it is your skin, then give Dina a call at 615-869-9314 and let her walk you through all Rodan and Fields has to offer or visit the website at dinaf.myrnf.com. That's D-E-A-N-A-F dot M-Y-R-A-N-D-F dot com. For younger, clearer, smoother skin, there's only one answer, and that's Rodan and Fields. Welcome, everybody, to the Rad Turtles Wrestling Podcast. This is the review show of the one of the most highly anticipated rivalries in the history of professional wrestling, AEW versus NXT. We're bringing it to you only as we can, RTW style. 
That means the most hard-hitting, in-depth, cutting-edge coverage of the Wednesday Night War. And now, without further ado, here are your hosts, Rad Rob, Rob Francois, and Johnny Podcasting, John Wangman. Hey guys, welcome back to the Rad Turtles Wrestling Podcast. This is episode four of our Wednesday Night War show, AEW versus NXT. I am your host, Rad Rob, Rob Francois, along with Mr. No Days Off, Johnny Podcasting. Johnny Football, if you listen to our Tackling Reality show, he is the leader in our Pick 6 segment. It is the one and only Mr. Jonathan Wangman. Johnny Boy, how you doing tonight, man? Man, I'm doing great. It's always great to chat with you, Rob. Always great to chat wrestling. I love Thursday nights. We tape our football show. I get my fix in with my buddies, get a chance to talk some shop, have a good time, kick back. It's a great night, man. Can't complain. Let me ask you this question before we, before we break down each show. Should we keep calling this a war at this point? Because it's been pretty there's underwhelming. No yeah, really. There's you know no what war, I mean? Like, there's no yeah. war, man. I mean, like, I feel bad look, now. Like we, we all hyped this shit up before it started, and really, no one, neither show has has delivered a, a knockout blow, really. But we've been saying it from the start, though, man. This wasn't really going to be a war, man. They weren't going to pull in the ratings that either of them were going to do, and. I mean, everything is really coming true here, and you know. I mean, the marks thought they would, so I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, the marks thought the fucking AW was just going to just storm the world, you know. There wasn't going to be one right from the start. I mean, it was a good (laughs) title and a good name to kind of throw out with for a show. It sells, yeah. Everybody's doing it. It's a great show, man. You know, there's a lot of podcasts that name their stuff the Wednesday Night War now after it or whatever they're using, you know, for it or the you know wrestling for real war cast things whatever these people are calling them you know for the wednesday nights and all that yeah. i'm like it is it, you know it is what it is there man you know i mean it's a good way for people to get a title but it's uh really it's been it hasn't been award at all and they're all dropping every one of them man and everybody that was taking that first week of success there as we said on the first week it's great man they got 1.5 the first week where, where are they at now we're looking at it. We'll talk about it tonight, but it, it's going down fast, man. And it's going to be keep dropping even lower. Yeah, you're exactly right, man. So yeah, let's let's not waste any more time. Then let's uh, let's get into it. Let's now, do tonight what... first. Let, let's do NXT first, though. Tonight we can absolutely do that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's flip uh, them up. I want to do NXT first. Okay, sure. Well, hey, there you go. Uh, let's uh, find out what John and I thought about this week's NXT on USA. John, you, you seem to uh, have a lot on your mind about it. So no, overall like, impressions before we break it down? I like the show for the most part. I mean, I think it's been kind of like where it's been at with some things, but I thought there were some really good things done on both shows this week. Um, I, I like the step that NXT took at the end. That's why I want to talk about them first, because yeah. I think we get really hot on one topic, and I think AEW has some really hot stuff tonight, too. So, I mean, it was very standardized what we've seen them do. Literally, 
uh, you know, Miller came over last night to watch it with me. And I haven't seen Miller in a couple months. I've been so busy, and he has too. And he has not seen AEW yet, surprisingly. He's seen some clips. So he didn't know really? the format. As big of a wrestling yeah. mark that he is, he hasn't watched AEW yet, huh? Yeah, he's had a roommate that he's been helping out stay there. He hasn't had the TV okay. the time and stuff, and he doesn't have cable. So we usually would watch it together there. So this was the first time like he's actually had a chance to sit down and watch the whole thing. So oh. I told him right before for both for the show, for AEW, I'll just say, as I said, this is going to be the format of the show. They're going to have a really hot first match. I said the second match is going to be pretty good. They're going to pile in a bunch of matches. You'll have a women's match that's going to suck, and then they're going to have a hot main event, and they'll have a hot angle in there. And it's exactly what AEW did, and it's exactly what NXT did. It's the same format that they follow every week, but they did some really good stuff on both shows this week, and, and NXT had a really great angle that I liked to end the show. Very surprising, but good. No, they, they really did, and I, I can't wait to get into that. But no, I'm... I'm in agreement with you. I thought this was a pretty solid show, all in all, um, and I don't. I don't think either show were, were that bad, really. But uh, you know, we, we give this woman a lot of shit on the show. It's Bianca Belair. Uh, she took on Rhea Ripley in the first match, and I'm not gonna lie. Actually, this was probably my favorite Bianca Belair match. I thought she uh, she held her own. I thought she did pretty well, and I don't know if the inclusion of of Kyrie Zane and uh, uh, what's her name? Gargano's wife there. Um, oh, uh, Io Shirai Candace. and Candice. Yeah, Io Shirai and, and Candice. I don't know if they should have gotten involved in the match at all, but uh, I thought this was a really solid match. It was a good way to put Ripley over. She did get the win, but uh, I was actually impressed with Bianca Blair, given the fact that we've, we've given her so much crap on this show for not being that great. Um, I thought she had a really decent performance. What did you think about it? Yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was a good match, you know, to, to really open it up with. I don't. I didn't like the ending with them getting involved. I didn't foresee any need for that to happen. You know, Rhea Ripley like, is a like whole they, different they have with each other. Like Candice and, and uh, let them fight. Why are they coming out? He, right. What do they have to do with the match at all? Like I, I you know, Eo doesn't. You know, Eo doesn't want Rhea Ripley or one of them getting a match. I, I guess you know. So it's I think, like I think okay. You're right about that. Yeah, you may be right about that. Okay. Because they've yeah. been kind of teasing this like three-person thing between Belair and Ripley okay. and Eo. So I'm like, okay. And then Candice LeRae just showed up. What you does know, Candice LeRae have to do with all that? Like I don't. They, they had their little feud there a few months back, and it was over. And Candice got her match and stuff uh, against uh, Shane on the first one. Had yeah. a good match. I, she just came out. I mean, it made no. It really. Didn't shouldn't have come out to me like they shouldn't have ended it with that. But, you know, for Bianca, who pretty much stinks in the ring most of the time, I thought this was her best performance that I've seen her do. Rhea Ripley's on a whole other level. Oh, man, she's got the look. She's got the in-ring qualities and characteristics. Yeah, she is so she's good. fantastic, man. I'll tell you, Matthew was right about her when, when he was talking about her a few months back on the show. And, uh, you know, he, he pinpointed right with her. She's she's the future. She can play either role, too. You can see she could. She's I think she'd be a better heel. But for now, I think it's a good thing to go up against the heel Shayna with her. Yeah, and I think if she, if anybody, we say this every month, if anybody were to take the title from Shayna Baszler, I think it could be Ripley because she is that good. Now, you know, I thought she was the best woman to come out of the UK. I didn't think Storm was was the right choice out of the whole thing. I, I thought uh, I thought Ripley, uh, or sorry, the May Young Classic. I thought Ripley was uh, was a better wrestler, but. Uh, yeah, this this was a good match, a, a good way to start off the show, and it was against a really hot match on AEW. So, uh, if, you know, if you want to go head to head, I think I think there's a there's a market for each match depending on what what, what your preferences are. But uh, we've always said the NXT women are great, and this just proves how head and shoulders their division still is uh, compared to AEW's women's division. There's just no contest. Um, 
Next, we get a video recap of the attack on Velveteen Dream by the Undisputed Era. Uh, Pete Dunne then gets interviewed about his loss to Damian Priest last week, uh, saying that he doesn't care about Killian Dane. Uh, and and uh, then they went to a commercial break. When we came back, I, I want to play this here. It was a really, really good video package for Tommaso Ciampa, um, covering his return to action after the, uh, the horrible injury that he had uh, and having to give up Goldie, you know, his best friend. So I, I, I want to play that for you now because it was really, really well done. And this is what we've been asking for, honestly, is just some, some, some character development. You know what I mean? Let, let people know if, if, if there's people tuning in that don't know who Tommaso Ciampa is, this is a great way to feature him. So uh, here is the video package uh, involving, involving Tommaso Ciampa uh, and his return from his injury. The thing I loved most in this world was taken away from me long before I was ready for it to be taken away. Doubt, regret, what if. Lots of unanswered questions. Depression kicks in. You start to go down that rabbit hole. Is this it? New York City, WrestleMania weekend, walking in as the NXT champion. Did I just miss the biggest opportunity of my career? Then it hit me. That's on me to decide. It's my life. It's my legacy. And I'm just getting started. Adversity introduces a man to himself. The surgery was my test. What are you willing to sacrifice? What is your why? I know my why. Goldie! Daddy's home. What a compelling guy. You know what I mean? Like, he he knows his character in and out. Like, I think it's just an extension of himself in real life, which is usually what the best characters are. But, man, it's, I know he's great as a heel, but, he, God, he's so compelling as a face as well. Like, And he's kind of a tweener, I guess. I mean, you could you could kind of say he's a tweener. Uh, but man, people are just cheering him because he's back right now. But man, this guy, this guy's got it, man. Like, I don't ever want to see him leave NXT. Like, even with Gargano, like, I don't want to see these guys ever go anywhere uh, because they're just this 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 company or this organization is is completely uh, a perfect match for these guys based on their style and all that. And I don't think Vince McMahon would know what to do with either of those guys. Uh, but this this video package was very well done, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. No, I agree, man. It was very good to. to- you know, Tommaso Ciampa is a funny thing because when they were doing DIY, they were fantastic as a tag team. And yeah, that were. heel turn was was tremendous. But yeah. he was always that white meat baby face, too, you know, like Gargano mm-hmm. was. Like, they were the underdogs out there with all their matches. And yeah. when he went heel, you know, he got hurt right away, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, he did. You know, he got hurt right away, so they had to kind of prolong that. And he did a fantastic job with it. You know, I, I think this is... I think they're going to keep him as a face there for a little bit there, as we'll talk about later in the show. But I think, you know, he's a guy that can go either way and he knows yep. how to draw massive heel heat too. So either way, <laughs> yeah. they're going to be, uh, they're going to be in a good spot with a guy like that. I, I think he benefits from staying here long-term and I, I don't want to see these guys move up either. I don't think they need to, and I don't think they want to. No, they, don't, no, they don't, they yeah. don't want to. And I'm telling you, man, their program they had last year, you know, was three of the best matches I've ever seen in my entire life. Like just, I could watch them anytime. Anytime they really are like I'll put them up against any other company in the world when it came to main event matches for those takeover matches they had. 
Uh, just three unique endings to those matches. Just it was it's just very very well done. Um, so we get our next match here. Uh, oh yeah, Tyler Bate was in the crowd. Um, we all know who he is. He was a former. He was the very first NXT uh, UK champion. Uh, so I'm wondering if if he was here just for a one off or if they're going to incorporate more UK stars. Um, but he was in the crowd, and Matt Riddle comes out to the ring. God. I hate Matt Riddle's entrance. I don't understand his character. Like, I don't like the laid-back kind of surfer guy kind of thing. Like, that's, to me, I don't know. He just flips off his flip-flops in the ring. Like, his character fucking blows. But he can literally, I mean, he's, he's a badass. He can go in the ring. I, I can't stand the whole bro thing. I don't know. How, what do you feel about his character? Does I it do anything for you? It gets agitating with the bro thing all the time. You know, Lord knows yeah. we hear enough of bros from other people, you know, in the past. <laughs> yeah, there, so it's yeah. like... Jesus, man, I don't want to hear it anymore. And it's like that California surfer, like annoying sound, like stoner look. Like, yeah, but, exactly. That's what I mean, he's phenomenal in the ring, and he's legit badass there. You know, I think the takeoff from this is how the crowd was reacting and the different uh, moves that he was doing in this match was yeah. going to with the Goldberg stuff. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a know, meme going around with the jackhammer that they're calling him uh, Broberg, I think. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then he hit a jackhammer in this match, so. Yeah. And then the crowd was chanting, uh, you know, riddle, riddle. During, did you hear yeah. that during the match? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck, man? I was like, they're sitting on gold right here if they want to spark a rating for NXT. Like, oh, yeah. they, they teased it on the uh, special, on the WWE, uh, you know, whatever it was, 24-7, confidential, whatever the hell they call it, that they yeah. did with Goldberg and the backstage blow-up they had with one another, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you really want to spark a rating, man. Why don't you bring Bill Goldberg in? The guy still wants to come in and do some one-offs. Why don't you play it up in this a little bit? Have some fun, man, and fucking get a rating. You want to beat NXT? You want NXT to beat AEW in a week? There's a reason to get people that will come over and watch that show, man, to come see Goldberg on NXT. I'm just saying, man. Do you think WWE is kind of just playing their cards tightly to their chests? Like we know they can literally bring on anybody they want on that show just to pop a rating. I mean, do do you think they're do you think Triple H wants to do that, or do you think Vince McMahon at one point will say, "We got to do something, pal"? I think he'll eventually say it. He's got to do something there with that. You know, it's. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's going to be. I don't. I don't think it's. You know, they got to do it right now. But I'm. I'm saying you got to strike when the iron's hot in some things, and you got to make it compelling TV to for the reason to not watch the other show. And they're either way, they're going to get paid, man. So they're going to make their money. You know, USA, I guarantee is making better ratings for having NXT on than it is the other way for them. Oh, not easy, being easy, on there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So yeah. they're not, they're not going to, you know, going to get canceled off of uh, USA for having, you know, the ratings they're getting, but you really want to pop a rating though. I mean, that's a great way to do it. They need to keep teasing something like this. I guarantee you Goldberg would come in and do it too. So yeah, he would. I guarantee he would. I, I don't think they're at that point though yet. I think it's something you need to kind of tease for a little bit. Yeah, uh, but this this match was really good. It was a long match, but I mean, it was a really good match. I didn't know a lot who about is, Cameron Grimes. Yeah, who, who is he on the indie scene? I, I don't know. I've seen him a few times on NXT, and I, I think he's good. But like, he really shined in this match. Like, he had a lot of offense on, on Riddle, and he kicked out of some really some really tough stuff, like uh, a, like a, a a short knee, like a flying knee into the GTS into a bridging German suplex, and he kicked out. I'm like. That combination right there alone would have killed somebody fucking ten years ago, but given the state of the you know the wrestling world right now, or you know that's just a fucking uh, a transition spot. <laughs> he know? was, uh, like, yeah, he was Impact wrestler Trevor Lee. 
Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, that's where I know yeah. him. Okay. He was an X division champion, I think, over there or something. Gotcha. I gotcha. So, so he's good. Like, and I thought he was. Yeah. I thought he was really good in this match too. So, uh, Riddle did get the win in the end, but uh, I enjoyed it, man. I was actually more into this match than it was the other match that was going on at this time with Kenny fucking Omega. That actually put me to sleep for a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed this match. So, uh, good good win for Matt Riddle. Uh, and, again, where does he go from here? Uh, the, the main title picture is convoluted. I guess he can maybe start a program, you know, for the North American title coming up here again. I know he's already had a shot at, at Dream at that, you know, at one point. Um, but uh, they got to do something with him, man, because uh, he's over. He's, he, he's completely over. I know we don't like his character, but obviously people dig him. And uh, I see nothing but big future for him. I, I don't know if, if if they call him up at some point, you know, maybe uh, maybe around Rumble time or WrestleMania time next year. But I don't see him staying in NXT uh, to uh, very much longer. Yeah, I mean, it's you're eventually you're not going to be able to feature all these guys and put them in prominent roles. So you right. eventually will have to kind of move some of them up there. Yeah, and I think he he's leading the pack. Him and Dream right now would be the ones to go up there. I think the, I think Vince would. Vince would probably have fun with Dream because, you know, he's that over-the-top kind of character that, that Vince likes. Uh, but Riddle, see, yeah, he, he could get lost in the shuffle there. You, you, you'd have no choice, but, you know, they'd probably hot shot an angle with him and fucking Lesnar right off the bat and then not do shit with him for the rest of the fucking time he's up there. He, so. He's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way on the main roster, man, when he gets oh, up there. he already there. does. Like, he's yeah. a fucking heat magnet on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to rub some people the wrong way right there. And, man... That's going to be, uh, uh, I don't know. He's he's not a personality that gets along with authority for very long, and people like that go back to his history in the UFC and his comments afterwards, you know. Not that he's a bad guy or he wasn't kind of wronged in some ways, but, yeah, I don't I don't know how well that'll work out for him, man. It's going to be an interesting thing to see. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. So after the match, uh, <laughs> Riddle went over to uh, try to fist bump Cameron Grimes, you know, just a good match, uh, and got rejected. Uh, and then Matt went over to uh, Tyler Bate and fist bumped him instead. Uh, and then Cameron got pissed off and uh, shoved him, uh, shoved Tyler. Uh, and he came back and uh, Tyler knocked him out with, with one punch after that. So uh, not sure if they're going to move into a program here or, or what. I mean, they just like, it's weird. They just have these appearances every now and then of people in the crowd that, that don't necessarily do anything going forward. But uh, if Tyler Bate is indeed going to be on, the main NXT roster, then that's uh, that's a good thing for me. Uh, I don't know if they'd stick him in the, the cruiserweight division. Uh, that's something they like to do with smaller guys like that. Uh, but I, I'm, a, I'm a big Tyler Bate fan. I think he's got a good future. Uh, so we'll, we'll see where he moves uh, go, with them going forward. Yep. Um, we got a recap of Brizongo versus the Forgotten Sons, in which the Sons had won. Uh, before it's announced that uh, the Forgotten Sons will take on Brizongo again uh, with a mystery opponent. And... Uh, then we get to uh, a promo from Dominic Dijakovic uh, as we go to commercial. Obviously, he's going to be in the triple threat match later on this night for the North American Championship. Uh, William Regal announced uh, a WWE Women's Tag Team Championship number one contender match uh, with the winners facing the champions, the Kabuki Warriors, uh, when they return to full sale next week. Do you like the inclusion of the women's tag team titles on NXT? No. It's, it, it, what, I thought we were doing brand <laughs> exclusivity, man. I mean, come on. But but that's that's yeah, that's the thing. Did anybody draft the Kabuki Warriors? I don't know. I, yeah, they I, went to Raw. Did they go to Raw? Okay. Yeah, but NXT wasn't 
NXT wasn't part of the draft, so technically, I guess well, there's... Why are the WWE titles coming down for Raw Tiger or the women's well, it's, WWE titles it's, coming it's, down it's, to NXT? It's, it's the women's tag team titles, which means the titles themselves are not tied to a show. Like, yeah. There's no there's no Raw Tag Team cha- you know, Women's Tag Team Champions or SmackDown Women's Tag Team Champions. It can be defended on either show, which is why, to me, they shouldn't have been included in the fucking draft. Because... Just get rid of this fucking stupid yeah. belt, man. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yeah, Just get I, rid of this shit, man. Come on. Like, not, give, them, not, give them women's IC title or something <laughs> if you're going to do something. Man. Get rid of this shit. It's terrible. If they're in a, if they're in a war with AEW and AEW are going to have <laughs> you know, women's tag team champions at some point, then that's kind of why they want to feature them on the show. What do we need? Jamie Hayter and fucking, uh, you know. <laughs> Jamie Hayter. And Sakura uh, as a tag team uh, champions over there next. I'm you like, come on, man. You, you texted me Jamie Hayter. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's... Oh, you couldn't come up with a better name. I will get to her later. But I'm just like, yeah. shit, women's tag yeah. title shit. And I love women and women's inclusion and women's rights. I'm not a misogynist. I'm not sexist. I'm not any of those things. I'm all about it. I'm a Democrat. I'm a very liberal guy. This belt needs to go the fuck away. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, we can agree to disagree. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not throwing it out the window yet. I'm still. I'm still a fan of women's tag teams because I mean I'm, I'm a big women's tag team fan back in the day from the Jumping Bomb Angels all the way back in the day. So, um, way yeah, way back. Yeah. So that's just me. I'm old school. You know that. I mean, I uh, like wrestling and tag team wrestling, but do we really need a belt for it? Do I mean, the guys got the, the guys have one. It's only fair. Yeah, but these aren't like real tag teams that stay together long in the women's division. I don't division. fucking know, man. I'm just, what are we gonna have, I'm, what are we gonna have Natty Nightheart <laughs> putting out a tag team next? I mean, we yeah, also yeah. if you watch Total Divas, the funniest thing was she tried to fucking parlay herself into that first match this year to get in the women's yes. tag title match and Elimination yes. Chamber, and they shot her ass down. Yes and no. I'm just gonna say that. Yes, I watched Total Divas this last week and caught the old episodes, and that was funny. So. So yeah, God. moving on to our next match before getting any more trouble with the the women's fucking movement here. Um, Bri- no, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're no, saying. They can contact me. It's um, at JFF Feeney the third, and you can <laughs> let me know right there. There you go. So. Uh, Brizongo and Isaiah Scott uh, taking on the Forgotten Sons. Uh, next match, uh, Angel Garza. <laughs> this, this match sucked. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I like Brazongo, don't get me wrong, but uh, I, I don't like the Isaiah Scott guy, and I think the Forgotten Sons are just the fucking Sons of Anarchy ripoff. I don't think they're, they're that they're, they're big guys, but, but they don't do anything what, with them consistently. Yeah, what are, the, what are they done? Yeah, exactly. And then they yeah. just lost to fucking Brizango and the 200 pound, if he's soaking wet, fucking uh, Shane Strickland. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, and not a, not a great match at all. No. But uh, so after the match, we got a promo by the North American Champion Roderick Strong talking about his defense later on tonight. Uh, the NXT Cruiserweight Champion Leo Rush comes out to the ring uh, and goes to the announce table for commentary on the next match. Dude, this guy wins the title what two weeks ago? Yeah, it hasn't been anyway. in a, hasn't been in a match since. Like, yeah, no <sighs> angle, no nothing. It, they're they're literally booking the show the way AEW books the show. Like they have to counter program it and do exactly the same formula the other guys are doing. To me, like I said this before, when it was a one hour show, it was a much better show. Since they've gone to two hours, you think that they do a good job of maybe 
producing some vignettes or, or giving some more character development. But no, they're just, just, just not. They're not. They're not consistent with their booking. And uh, you know, there, there's so many guys that they're not using right now. It just it, it blows my mind. I, I don't. I don't get it, dude. Like, n- what what programs do we have other than like, okay, the the undisputed era attacked Velveteen Dream. Okay, so he's out for a couple of weeks. Um. Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic have been in the program. Okay, nobody nobody gives a fuck, honestly. Um, Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley had their thing going on. Like, there's there's nothing like that's like wow. I, I can't wait. And we haven't even seen Shayna wrestle since the first week. Right, right. But we see her her two little friends come down the ring this week. The but, two dancing uh, monkeys over there, man. You know, come yeah. on. Johnny Gargano wasn't used up until I mean at the end of the show is good. Like. We will get to that, but other than that, there's nothing grabbing your attention. Like, wow, I can't wait to see that next week. I agree. You know what I mean, so that's the uh, negative to it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Leo Rush comes down the ring uh, to join the uh, announced team uh, before the next match. Um, before that match starts, we get a, a promo by Killian Dane standing over a fire, saying that he's going to break uh, Pete Dunn uh, after he tried. Pete tried to break his fingers. I, I could give less of a fuck about that, honestly. When did when did this uh, happen? Uh, last, was it last week? Week before? I don't fucking know. I don't no, know. That's how forgettable it is. Yeah, maybe it was something that happened overseas. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Do you know there's a Hanson documentary out right now? <laughs> I did not know that. I just I saw it. I just had to throw you, that in there before. Are you, are you previewing Amazon Prime right now while we're doing a recap? Or no, I, my Roku is just flashing over with all these different things, ah, and okay. then I just saw the Han- sorry, I just had to say it, a Hanson documentary. Okay. So, I'm like, why would anybody want to watch that? Sorry. Uh, I mean, uh, maybe their parents want to see it. I don't know. Um, Let's move on. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Angel Garza against Jack Gallagher uh, with Leo Rush on commentary. Uh, Look, this is a good match. I've been a Jack Gallagher fan for a while. I know people think he's goofy with the umbrella and all the shit he used to do in the past, but the guy can go in the ring, you know? I mean, he's not a big guy, but that's why he's in the Cruiserweight division, and I didn't really consider Angel a cruiserweight, but I, I, I don't know. I guess he is. I mean, who knows? Buddy Murphy was a cruiserweight, and he's 230 pounds. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I or sorry, the, the 205 guy, whatever you want to fucking call him. Um, this match was good. It was uh, it was fun. There's a lot of a lot of offense, a lot of back and forth. Um, it, it served its purpose. Uh, Angel Garza did get the win, so I'm assuming we're going to see him maybe moving forward, uh, challenging for the cruiserweight title with Leo Rush, but. Yeah, it was a fun match. I can't say anything bad about it. Yeah, Jack Keller, I didn't even know he still worked there anymore. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't really I, been, been featured. If there's that anybody that needs, uh, that needs to hop in a suntan bed very slowly more than I do or Seamus, it's Jack Gallagher, man. Oh, yeah, I call him Seamus Jr. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. He doesn't do anything for me, man. Like, it, it's goofy. It's funny. Sometimes, whatever. You know, it, it wards welcome out, you know, pretty quick. And he hasn't been used really at all from what I've seen. Does Brian Kendrick still work there, too? He does, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Why isn't Kendrick coming down and doing stuff? I don't know. He's a vet, man. He should be. I, I, I know. I mean, I'd much, rather see Ken, I'd much rather see Kendrick out there doing it than, uh, you know, Jack Gallagher and um, Hector Garza Jr. or Angel Garza, whatever his name is. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair enough. No, you're right. I, Ryan Kendrick is – I never was a big fan of his character, but, man, he, he can wrestle. He can go. And he, he knows the business. He's a trainer. I mean, he, he's a good kid. Oh, absolutely. 
I mean, you got a great, you, you know, you got the, the other great players that they have out there, such as Akira Tozawa and uh, Umberto Carrillo on Raw. So, you know, it sells <laughs> big numbers. Yeah. They have these two five guys up there, man. Both of those guys got drafted. Can you believe that? I know. Yeah. And Drew Gulak got drafted. He loses to Leo Rush and then gets drafted the next week and gets job to Braun Swarman in about 10 seconds. So <laughs> He was funny doing it, though. I will will get that too there. But these guys, I mean, they put on a good match. It just does nothing for me. Okay, that's fair. Uh, (laughs) The WWE Women's Tag Team Championship number one contender match, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai taking on Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke, uh, both of the the other four horsewomen. Apparently there's two groups of four horsewomen uh, (laughs) with Shayna Baszler. So, Look, Tegan Knox uh, is is goddamn. She's hot. Like, she, and and Dakota is not that bad looking either. She's got a a different look. But uh, Tegan Knox, man, you can say you say one about her in the ring. She's she's pretty to look at. I'm just gonna say that. I'm just gonna throw that I right out. Dakota, there. I think Dakota's better than Tegan. You think so, huh? Yeah, but uh, I like that kind of wild emo-y look. Yeah, you do. No, you do. I, I can see that. I understand that. I do. Uh, but you know, the other uh, one's beautiful too. Now, when we want to talk about not beautiful, it's that <laughs> fucking tag team that was across from them, Jessamine Duke and Marina Chauffeur, or Chauffeur, yeah. or whatever the hell is. These two <laughs> fucking yeah. suck, man. Oh, They're my not God. Good. They're not good. Bianca Belair versus Riho, or Bianca <laughs> Belair versus Nyla Rose and Riho would be a Dave Meltzer five-star classic compared to ever watching these two in anything. So for anybody, when we knock AEW, all right, for their women's division, they have a great division in NXT. They have a great women's division in in NXT for sure. But, man, you put these two clucks on there, you want to talk about talentless hacks in the ring. It's these two chicks, man. They should never be in a ring. Riho versus Nyla Rose versus Bianca Belair would be a mat classic compared to what these two can do. They elicit no response from anybody. None. They're terrible. Yeah. They are fucking dreadful. And the only reason they got a job is because they're Ronda Rousey's friends. And everybody knows it. And if they don't know it and quit wrestling and move on with their lives, then I'm sorry for them. Yeah, no, I agree, man. You're Johnny Podcast, man, bringing the fucking thunder on that one. Holy shit. I wanted to talk about NXT. It fucking drives me crazy. Yeah, you, you really popped me on that one. So, yeah, yeah no, no but, but you're right. Like, to be associated with Shayna Baszler is like, come on, dude. Seriously, like, you know, by, uh, you know, <laughs> by proxy, you'd think they'd be great, right? Because Shayna Baszler is fantastic and yeah. she's phenomenal. Um, but, man, you want to talk about, like, doing yourself a favor, like, here, here's my two friends. You know, just just let them have a match or whatever. Like, it, it'll be cool. Give them a job, please. Pay them twenty five thousand dollars a year. You know, yeah. that, it'll be better for them than working at McDonald's because that that's yeah. about what they're probably qualified to do. You know, the they, one lives on uh, Rhonda's farm with her. I did not know that. No, I didn't. Yeah, know that's that. like how close they all are. Like, you really are watching Total Divas this year, aren't you? I got darn right. I watched that. Total. It's more entertaining than some of this shit half the time. It tells uh, more stories and drama on there. Nyla Rose is on there for Christ's sakes. She she's drama all day. You know, Nyla Ro- you mean Nia Jax? Nia Jax, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Nyla Rose. <laughs> like if we Nyla were... Rose is on there, then Nyla Rose. We haven't seen we haven't seen her do the avalanche drop on somebody since uh, the first week of AEW. Maybe they smartened up enough to get her, get rid of her ass and send her going uh, somewhere. Maybe so, but no, these dude, two... yeah. My God, these two, these... these two chicks aren't good. They're really not good. They 
they they couldn't draw flies, you know, if they had a fucking ba- bag of shit in their hand. Like, they should just... be wrestling in the fucking bingo hall in Arkansas with the indie wrestling crowd over in some back alley bingo hall for 25 people in Arkansas, you know, that some people wrestled at back in the day. Man, it's they shouldn't even be there. I don't think they're qualified no, they enough. Shouldn't. And, and, and you know what? Honestly, as bad as they are, they 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 still draw more than than a former Arkansas tag team we had on this network. So I'm just gonna throw that yeah. out there. But well, I I don't deny that. Uh, this match, yeah, it it sucked. Uh, I mean, Knox and Kai got the win. So I mean, that's that's at least the bright side moving forward that they didn't put Shafir and Duke over just because they're associated with Baszler. So they made the right call there. So um, I, I don't know if that. Yeah, next week. Uh, will be the Pirate Hookers taking on uh, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai for the women's tag team titles. So, that, I mean, say what you want about it, John. That should be a good match. It will. It will be a good match. I agree. I'm not saying it won't be. It just, it's just more their nonsensical booking, you know. It's not going to draw anything out there. It's not going to bring people over that's going to want to watch it because of it. You know, Asuka was not a draw on the main roster. Kyrie Sane was never a fucking draw. You know, and they're trying to do this heel gimmick with them, and nobody in their nobody in their brother and sister and their cousin right. thinks these two are going to win. And this is a way to get Oscar back on NXT, which we we wanted to happen, but then you know, obviously she got drafted to Raw, so we're like, well, that, there goes that. But so yeah, no, we still get we still get what we wanted at least uh, at least for one match. So um, next match is for the NXT North American Championship, a triple threat match. The NXT North American Champion Roderick Strong taking on Keith Lee. And Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, you said it, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to rely on you to say that one. No, it ain't going to uh, happen. <laughs> uh, look, I had high ex- expectations for this match, but really, this is the weakest match on, on the card for me. I did not have fun watching this at all. Uh, Roddy did defend his title, but nah, man, I... I'd like Keith and, and Dijakovic, you know, what they've done the last few weeks in their feud, but... No, this, this, I don't know what it was. Nothing, nothing resonated with me about this match. I'm not saying it was bad. I just, I had no emotional attachment to, to any of these guys. And I'm a big Roddy fan. And I, I mm-hmm. we've put Strong over on the show many a time, but I didn't think it was that good of a match. I don't know. Maybe you feel differently. No, nah, I agree with you, man. It was just a flat match. They had no chemistry to it. It wasn't bad in any way, but it just was one of these ones that was concocted at the last minute to get something out of it. Um, yeah. You know, because they were going to do the dream angle with Roddy, and that that didn't end up going down. I, I, he must have gotten hurt in real life, I think. I'm assuming, yeah, he's hurt for real. So Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't heard any reports on it, but I'm pretty sure he got hurt because, you know, they definitely would have rather have gone with uh, Dream and Roddy, you know, and they burn the house down every time they're in there. So, I mean... Lee, Lee and, and Dijakovic, is that, did I say it right? He got it right, buddy. Good job. I did Dijakovic. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. So Lee and Lee and Dijakovic. I said it three times in a row. That's amazing. Yep. That'll never yep. happen again. Never. But happen uh, again. you know, they had okay chemistry together. Okay matches. I wasn't in, totally invested in it. You know, I know you I wasn't were. In, yeah. You know, and I wasn't in this one. You know, they have a lot to prove. That's why they're in developmental, though. You know, and I know this is the argument: is is it developmental or not? You know, it is a it is a third brand. I think that we all look at it now, but you know, they're they're one trick ponies in their own ways right now. I mean, I think Keith Lee's being booked way wrong, in my opinion. Like, right. he's a big, gargantuan looking dude, man. Yeah, he yeah. is a beast. You know, he's not the six pack abs. He's not that, but he's 
big, strong, and imposing looking. This guy could be a monster heel if put correctly. He's not going to resonate as as a face to people. He's not going to pull those big things in. But you put this guy as a big, strong, dastardly fucking heel man as the badass looking dude. He's got the moniker for it. You know, yeah. Dominic doesn't. I don't know what it is about him. There's nothing that does it about me. Even the vignette no. earlier in the no. night. He just doesn't have that it factor. No, Roddy's. Yeah, Roddy's a tremendous talent in the ring, but Roddy lacks a lot of charisma a lot of times in the in you know outside of it. He's a great okay. worker, you know, and Ro- I love I Roddy. I can't argue with that. No, I cannot argue with that. You're right. He doesn't yeah. have the it factor like Adam Cole does. Mm. Like and Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly don't have it either. And no, they, they don't. just don't. You know, Fish and O'Reilly just don't have that it factor to me, man. I mean, they don't really have that look. They're very undersized. I mean, the one guy, the one guy comes out playing the fucking belt, you know, like an air guitar, and I'm like, okay. Like, Adam Cole's, even as unimposing as I've always said with his stature, Adam Cole's got the it factor, man, about he the does. undisputed Despite it. his size, he yes. has a ton of charisma, and he's super over. Yes, man, he's super over. And I know He's I'm over kinda... the heel. Like, you know, people love him, like, no matter what yeah. character he plays. So, yeah. yeah, you know, and I know I'm just kind of analyzing this in the characters that are out there. It's because they just haven't established those three. And I think right. it resonated. It was a good match. It just didn't have any investment for fans to really want to watch it and be invested in that match for whatever reason. And it was a hard counter, man, because nobody knows or is invested in, in, in Dominic or Keith Lee, you know, yeah. and Roddy's still a developing thing. Roddy's been with them a long time now, man. And, yeah. you know, Roddy's never going to be a main event player. He's best to stick down at NXT down there and do that role. And he could be a great uh, face again. I didn't think the heel move would be great for him, but it was wonderful. You know, they've done really good with it. He's done very good with it, but it's not the main event match, man, to counter what AEW put on with Pac and John Moxley. Oh you know, God, no, about not even close. No, yeah. that's that's the nonsensical thing. You know yeah. what they're putting on is the main event, and you know what you need to be able to draw people around it. They give it to you the week before, man. Even before they announce it on theirs, it's great to announce things. This wasn't going to draw people in over that one. Pac, people know him mainly. People definitely know Moxley. You know, they're putting, you know, A and B list guys that are out there on AEW out in their main event every week. And then you got, uh, you know, NXT putting guys that are just learning the ropes, man. And it's not knocking their match. I know it's I'm going long winded on it, but it explains what you what you feel, because it just doesn't resonate. And it just didn't hit on this match for whatever reason to me. And I watched it late at night and I was very alert when I watched it. I was I thought you were going to love it at first. I was like, I'm going to have to defend myself on this one. And I was just like, it's flat, man. No, it was flat. There's nothing I could do to defend anything in this match. Um, What does sell and what does resonate is what happened after the match. And we are going to play the audio from that right now. The longest reigning NXT champion of all time. You talk about major wattage in this cottage. The star power in the ring. Second to none as Balor has joined Gargano and Ciampa.
And the standoff. Those odds are much better. Still four against me. What the hell? Oh my what god! The hell? No! Oh my god! Undisputed era Molly Tommaso Ciampa! But what the hell has gotten into Finn Balor? You talk about shocking the system! Tommaso Ciampa being destroyed as Finn Balor admires his handiwork after kicking Johnny Gargano. Balor told us his future is his past. Look at the eyes of Finn Balor. He wants to make Johnny Gargano someone of NXT's past. Oh my God. Why? Doing here to Johnny Gargano. No, Finn! No! No! Oh my god! Spiking Gargano's head on the ramp! This isn't the homecoming any of us expected from Finn Balor! I did not see this coming out of uh, oh. you know, it just came out of nowhere for me. Like I was like, okay, finally. It, well, I mean, honestly, if you look at Balor's promo last week, it was kind of weird. It was kind of like Alistair Blackish. It was a little cryptic, you know what I mean? Like it was kind of a different. It was a different promo that Balor, you know, usually gives. Usually he's all happy and cheery and all that, and it was kind of a it's kind of a weird, you know, cryptic kind of message. Well, this is why. So um, we'll probably get a better explanation next week, but. We get to see Finn Balor as a heel, and I think, holy shit, like that's not something we're used to. And I think well, he's it, gonna do. A, I think he's gonna do a fantastic. I got tired of his fucking character, like from the main dude, roster, just smiling out there, like yeah. oh like Jesus Christ, Jagger. yeah, I couldn't yeah. fucking stand it. I, I'm really looking forward to what they do here. With, Finn was with a, Finn. Finn's been a heel most of his uh, most of his career. See, I didn't follow him any, anywhere else. So yeah. yeah, Finn Balor when he was uh, Fergal Devitt. You know, out there in yeah. Canada, Prince Devitt. I think they went by eventually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because that's his real name, Fergal Devitt, in yeah. real life. So he went by Prince Devitt out there. He was he was the heel leader of the Bullet Club. Okay. So okay. you know, I mean, yeah, what, what he's been a heel most of his stuff, man. You know, and he's a, a tremendous heel over in Japan. Probably the <clears> highest <throat> point of the Bullet Club was when he was the leader of it. You mm-hmm. know, arguably to even AJ or Adam Cole being in it or whatever it may have been, but. 
he was a tremendous heel. People are are in store for some good stuff with him as a heel. I wanted to see it, but I never saw it coming, man. I thought it was a great look on it. And I stayed off social media last night because I always do on Wednesdays because I try to catch them back to back. And I always watch yep. AEW first yep. um, just because I like it better live. And it's, uh, man, what a great move. That, what about that kick he laid on Gargano, man? Ooh, that was cool. Fucking sick, man. It really was. Everything he did was, was, was pretty rough. God, yeah. man. I watched a Including few times. Including a brain buster on the, on the, on the yeah. ramp. That was, I don't Dude, know how he took care of that one. Down, they yeah. are going to tear it down. You know what yeah. the weird part about it was to me, Rob? What's that? It was it was the Bullet Club where he did the Bullet Club guns thing, like the sing the symbol that they would always do. Yeah, I don't think okay. like, they were insinuating that he was like joining the uh, Undisputed Era, which no, he's I don't think he is. Like they were <laughs> no. like kind of saying, it. No, I think he he's going to form his own faction of some sorts down there, man. He could, yeah, no, he he, he could. Uh, I I do. I, I can't wait. Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano. Are you kidding me? Like that's a fucking dream match. Like really, like old school. Like like you said, like you know, pre main roster Finn Balor. He, he, even you know when he was a, a face on NXT, he was fucking phenomenal. Um, yep. And this because you know we thought that the the NXT title picture was a little a little convoluted. Like the the waters were a little muddy because you know Finn came back and then Champa came back and they both won the title, but. Now we see kind of a clearer picture. It'll probably most likely be Cole and Champa moving forward, uh, and now Gargano mm-hmm. and uh, and Balor. So that it gives us a little bit of clarity moving forward as to where they're going to go. But I'm all in for both those fucking matches. Like you want to talk about main events anywhere in the world? Holy shit, dude! Cole and yeah. fucking Champa? Are you kidding me too? Like that's what I'm most that, forward looking to looking to. That, man. They're going to hold that off till takeover for those matches. I hope. Oh yeah, you know, for sure. Do that yeah, for Survivor Series there. You, yeah. you know what's going to be intriguing is if they did another. You know, and I know some people are big on factions, some aren't. You know, and you already have one heel faction over there with the undisputed era, and but they're kind of tweeners to me too. I mean, they do heal the heel well, qualities, but yeah, they are. You know, like you like you use a great analogy with tweeners earlier, but they're a heel. You know, gimmick. Dude, Balor, man, you want to talk about elevating some of these younger guys that are, you know, the mid-grade talent over in NXT or guys that you really want to get over to a different level? I mean, look at a guy like that was in there earlier in the night, like a Cameron Grimes, man, that came over there yeah. that had a decent little run over there on Impact as an X-Division champ, came over here. You know, he's got a good match, you know, tonight with Matt Riddle. You got guys that are sitting over there that aren't doing anything. And you know what? There's a lot of women that aren't doing anything, too. So you sure. really want to start creating new challengers to it. Give this guy a small little faction of some young up and comers that are pissed off they're not getting a break, and, and having an, have an enforcer like Pete Dunne yes. or something like that. Yeah. yeah, or once again I go back to a guy like a Keith Lee. Yeah, you know? no, true, true. Think yeah. about Keith Lee kind of being the muscle for a guy like Finn Balor, man, kind of being that bodyguard style. I'm not telling you, I, I was thinking about it last night because I love wrestling and. You, you know, was we, we want to run some indie shows here in the next couple of years. We've talked about doing some different things with uh, yeah. some connections that we have. And you know my crazy things when I book angles and stuff and put it out. <laughs> right. Yep. Remember, I like one night I called you. We were talking about some stuff we were interested in maybe doing or whatever. Yeah. When we get one going here eventually, and I was like, that's what I was thinking about. The possibilities for this are endless for this guy. And yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I and yeah. dude, yeah, if you and I got together and created some com- or oh some fucking, some creative genius. Right there, like I, I could just like see with NXT is just ready to burst out at the seams of some of the talent that's down there. These guys mm-hmm. and what they yep. could do, 
and whoever pinpointed this angle, you know, and I hate to talk so much all the time on the show. I just love these shows because they're fun to me to watch. And, you know, it's like I, I see so many different things. I could just, there's so much potential down there of people that they could really get. And whoever thought about that angle to turn him heel, man, smart move for them. I, I would assume it's Triple H, actually. I'm going to give him as Triple H or Terry Taylor that probably figured that one out. Or Finn, maybe himself, said, you know what? I want to come back as a heel. Yeah. Smart idea. Yeah. You can always be a face again. That's always easy to do. He's a likable guy. You got no, the he demon. Is. Yeah. Man, I'm excited to see where it goes and the match him and Johnny are going to have. They're going to tear it down. That's really going to make the demon mean something again. Like, you want to talk about yeah. not fucking losing with that guy. Like, yeah. Well, do you think he could ever pull the demon out as a heel for him? I don't know. I, I mean, why not? Can. I mean, you I don't mean, think so? Could. They could, of course, but it just doesn't make sense because the demon's kind of like the, you know, the alter ego of him when he needs to dig down deep and to not be fearing something or he needs yeah, to true. you know true. the heel that just doesn't play into it so i think it pulls the the demon out for a while which i think they kind of want because there's a lot of things you can still do within the future you don't want to overuse it in many ways that's why no that that I, makes sense and, and the fans want it so much if he's a fucking dick and even says it like you know what you guys are never going to see the demon so kiss my ass like that yeah. that would really piss people off. Like yeah, yeah, you have this young stable he could create there with him of these young up and coming badass guys, you know, and girls that he could right. get in there, whoever it might be. And then one day they turn on him, man, and he needs to call in the reinforcements to take these young bucks up that he's taking to the next level. And you know, I'm just looking way far ahead, and it's just not even anything. I'm sure it's in their mind, but like it, there's possibilities to this are endless for what they can do. It was a very smart move to bring him back to NXT, and it was a very smart move. That's why I wanted to cover them first because it was very compelling. Um, decision that they made and a very good decision and you know what i missed it like the match was over i turned the tv off and went to bed and i saw it the next day on youtube i was like holy shit like uh i i, w- I didn't realize they're gonna go that far over did you notice they're going over on purpose like yeah they have a they're different to overrun points. yeah and tnt will not allow the overrun so that's that's mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of dirty pool a little bit but you know it's there's easy a reason there's a reasoning for it because it draws them extra buy, uh, extra viewership in when they do that. Yeah, yeah. So true, but... when they go over that run there, they get more viewership added in. So I'm telling you, it, it's 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 a tactic that they use to. And if people get to... used to it, more people are gonna be tuning into the end of that show to see what's gonna happen. Very true. You know, yeah. AEW always ends their shows five minutes early. That runs into some crazy gimmick to end the show. Yeah, the, yeah, the main event always ends five minutes early. The match this yeah. week it did not. It was wait, no, it about didn't. three minutes before. It was right to the end there. Oh, wait but, till we get into that. I'm gonna I got a rant about that whole thing. Uh, right. Not 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 something. I don't think you. I don't think you know which side I'm gonna take on that one. But oh, it'll, okay. it'll be it'll, it'll be good. So so yeah, um, good, bad, and ugly uh, for NXT on USA. All right, I'm gonna say the uh, the good was the Finn ba- the Finn Balor heel turn, man. That Finn, was that Finn was, Balor, yeah, Finn Balor, Finn Balor, Balor. Sure. See, I always mess up names, people. They're not <laughs> joking when I say that. I used to make fun of my dad for it all the time, but now yeah. it's starting to happen to me. But I have at least excuse. I've had like nine concussions and brain damage. Yeah, no, in there, true, so, sure. You know, yeah, my my career took a toll on my head, so we could forget yeah. about that. I'll be I'll be sipping through a straw in ten years when I'm 48. You know, so it's all right. But uh, Finn Ballard most definitely was the good. You know, the bad, 
uh, was Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir. Uh, it was just just yeah. bad. And the ugly was Marina, you know, Marina Shafir, <laughs> Jessamine Duke. Fire these two chicks, man. They're the, yeah, they're the bad. They're the ugly. I mean, there was some adequate moments that weren't that great in there. These two, man, you, they got to go. I'm sorry. I'm not one wishing anybody get fired and jobless. Send these chicks down to Rocky Mountain Pro, man, or something to go learn from them down there with, uh, you know, wherever. Send them out there to go back on the indie scene for a while and get some seasoning. You know, they make Eva Marie look like a Matt General, too. <laughs> God they are, oh, they I are bad. You couldn't go any lower. <laughs> I know, man. God, they are bad. They are ugly in every sense of the word out there. Never fucking put them on ever again. It makes them look low rent, especially when their uh, women's division is leap years above um, AW. But you wouldn't have noticed that tonight when you saw them. Nope. I absolutely agree, man. So uh, for me, the good, I will 100% agree with Finn Balor and, and moving into that feud with Johnny. That's going to be that's going to be fucking fantastic. I can't wait to see that. The bad for me, I was going to go with the Brizongo match. It was just a, a fucking throwaway match. It didn't do anything for me. But the bad, I'm actually going to go with underutilizing guys like Leo Rush, like he should be featured in a match every week, at least or every other week. Like he won the title and hasn't had a match since. So I'm going to go with the bad being their underutilization of the talented guys that they actually have and, and throwing other people in there that don't belong in the ring. Uh, like the ugly uh, Shafir and, uh, and Duke, they are absolutely not, not, not ugly, you know, facial wise, uh, even though you might have a different opinion on that one, but uh, just ugly all around because, uh, because of like you outlined so eloquently, they're just not good. They're not good in the ring. So, uh, yeah, man. So overall impressions, uh, I really, really enjoyed this show. Uh, I thought it was, and I don't know, maybe I'm overvaluing it because of the end, you know, and how hot that was. Uh, but I think this is this is since the first week, which I thought was their best show. Uh, I think this has been the best show since then. So I uh, I enjoyed it either way. All right, I'm with you. I'm All right, that's what, we, that's what we thought about NXT. So let's close out the show with what John and I thought about this week's AEW Dynamite. AW Dynamite coming off hot, man, with the fucking tournament semifinal match for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. Uh, Private Party, uh, which we're kind of uh, likening to the uh, the Street Profits. Uh, <laughs> they, they got a funny introduction too. Like they weigh some I don't know how many ounces of fucking like cognac or something like that. Like it's it's kind of a funny little thing as part of their gimmick. I forgot exactly what the what the verbiage was, but. Uh, we got the private party, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn taking on the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. Dude, uh, as good as the Blair and uh, uh, Ripley match was to start off NXT, this match was a perfect way to start off this show. Uh, I was invested from the minute the bell rang. Uh, these fucking tag teams, man, they're two of the best in the world. And there was so many spots. I can't even fucking talk about all of them. Like, there's so many different, unique, uh, and exciting high spots that I've never even seen before. Uh, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Um, 
eventually uh, Lucha Brothers did get the win, uh, but it was not a bad showing for the private party at all. They took it to the Lucha Bros um, probably more than anybody else has so far uh, and came really, really close from winning the match, but they did put the Lucha Brothers over. Dude, I, I can't say enough good things about the start of this show. It was yeah. really, really good. Fucking tremendous, man. I love Private Party. I, I Some people just do the whole thing. They were talking about it and some things, and I respect people's opinions on everything. It's My flavor might be different than yours, but they say they look too <laughs> scripted and you know on certain things, and you know I can see that. Same with the Bucks, but Private Party, man, these guys can go. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, these guys are stars. Both of them are fantastic, man. I love them as a tag team. When Private Party's on, I would watch them over just about anybody, to be honest with you, from what I've seen from them so far. They tear the house down. And then the Lucha Bros, these guys are – I've seen them Ooh. live. Yeah, yeah, you know, I met Phoenix and Pentagon too, you know, and, and man, I'm telling you. I, when I saw them live, I was blown away by them in a smaller show a few months back, you know, before they signed. They were already signed with AEW, but they hadn't gone over there, and they tore the house down in singles competition. And then you see them out there as a tag team. I hadn't seen much of them before because I wasn't – I don't watch much AAA in the Mexico stuff. Right. And, and right. I just get a lot of – they were on Impact too, weren't they? Yep. Or uh, LW so. or both. Or one, yeah, of, one probably, of the two, yeah. Yeah, they were on uh, both, both of them actually I think for a good yeah. while. They're just they're they're the best in the world too. Like they're they're just light years above everybody. These these guys are fucking tremendous, man. And these two, when you put them together, this should have been your final match instead of them versus that stinking SEU, you know. But yeah, God, no, I agree. I agree. These guys, man. I mean, I could I could just say it over and over. The things that both teams can do in the ring is is tremendous, and the mm-hmm. move set that the Lucha Bros do as well is insane. It's yeah. I've never seen some of the moves that they do in the move sets. I, I haven't either. Yeah. What about what about Phoenix and how he bounces off the ropes to and he doesn't just do it one time. He'll be on the top rope, bounce off one rope to the top rope to the side of the rope to a backflip and mm-hmm. he makes it look so effortless and yeah. you're just like holy shit, how can anybody do that? And then you got Mark Quinn, the the guy with the blonde hair on private party. Yeah. He's just another one. The stuff that he can do, his partner, Isaiah, what's it, Isaiah Cassidy? Isaiah Cassidy, yep. Yeah, and he's great, too. Yeah, you know, no, he's, it's... Oh, God, awesome this stuff. This match was, was probably one of my favorite matches the entire year, honestly, and that's that's saying a lot. I've been really hard on AEW. Uh, I might just, go back and watch it tonight just talking about it. No, I agree. It was a fantastic match. I mean, I liked it even more than the main event, but... Uh, We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later, but uh, yeah, no, I, I would have put this as my final, as my tournament final match for sure. I think it would have been a, a hotter, a hotter match yeah. for the for the titles. Uh, I hope they do more together in the future, uh, because yeah. I would really enjoy a program between these guys. SCU does nothing for me to turn the needle. I'm a big Kazarian fan, trust me. I like yep. Frankie a lot. I, I think he's better than Daniels. Uh, I think Daniels is overhyped and always has been, uh, but and he is a has been, but uh, no, man, I, I'm God, and you want to talk about. God, the fucking Dark Order. Jesus Christ. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, Can you imagine, though, like, <laughs> Rob, if you did a four-person match like they did? I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago um, before they started showcasing them. Imagine if you put a match together like they did at the last pay-per-view where they had the Lucha Bros versus uh, Phoenix and Pentagon there in the um, in the Young Bucks in that uh, oh. ladder match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine a ladder match like they did back in the day with like Edge and all those amazing guys where they did the TLC matches. Yep. Imagine Private Party in there, um, and this is all feasible stuff. Do who they have in con- on their contract. Private Party, 
the Lucha Bros, the Young Bucks, and then you sprinkle in, you know, Jack Evans even and that guy. They could get out yep. there. Yep. Um, I know I'm missing another really great tag team. It's Jungle Boy, you know, mm-hmm. in there. I mean, Jungle Boy and five or, yeah. yeah, I know I'm missing another, uh, you know, team in there, but that's because their tag division is so damn good. And yeah. imagine a ladder match with, like, Private Party, the Young Bucks, even throw SCU in there, too. I mean, Scorpio Sky with what he can do. No, he's I mean, good. Yeah. God, they would kill. That would. I think they could make a better match than Edge and those guys did back in the day, and that's pretty hard to say. That is pretty hard to say, but no, I. I that's, statement. You're not out of the the scope there. I mean, that's that's not a that's not a reach. I think I think they could put on a ridiculous they, match. You'll you'll talk about for years. Yeah, yeah, it'll happen yeah. soon. Uh, so we get a video package about Wardlow. What the fuck? Yeah. So our next match. Uh, yep. <laughs> I know you guys fucking shit on them for not having enough videos and not bringing care. Well, bring up the somebody fuck, I fucking heard fuck? about. Right. Who the I fuck mean, is this guy? This isn't the first time they've done it, too. They did it at a pay-per-view, the last pay-per-view, Double or Nothing. Yeah. So they did it there. Was it All Out was the last one? Sorry. Whatever the fuck uh, it was. I don't fucking know. All Out, I, I think remember. it was. Yeah. They brought it out once before. And then, like... This is like for the great videos they do. It wasn't the video quality was bad. I'm not saying that, but it was like yeah. for all the great shit that they do. And then you put this fucking dipshit gimmick out there with this guy. I'm like, he looked like that idiot that won tough enough there. Uh, uh, the fucking guy that would uh, do the Wookiee thing on the last tough enough. They got fired. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I know you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, big that Josh, idiot, that or... yeah, big Josh or whatever, you know. Yeah. So he looks like that guy, man. That's in a little bit better shape and probably doesn't do the the Wookie cackle, man. I'm like, great, we got Wardlow coming. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so I'm so pumped up for that. Uh, one thing I'm not pumped up for with this next match, uh, it's the last tournament semifinal match: SCU, Scorpio Sky, and Frankie Kazarian taking on the Dark Order, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. Uh, Stu Grayson to me looks like uh, Oni Lorcan. Like he's a he's a poor man, oh, you know, poor man's Oni Lorcan from NXT. Uh, in Dark Order, I mean, uh, Evil Uno, you know exactly who he is. Uh, we won't we won't say it, uh, even though we've said it in the past. You guys know who he is. Uh, go back Evil to the archives Lorcan. if you want to know. Yeah, go back to the archives if you want to find out. But uh, yeah, you know, <sighs> the match wasn't bad. Uh, like I said, I'm a, I'm a Kazarian fan. I thought. I thought him and, and Sky looked really good in this match, but dude, the Dark Order does nothing for me. And we've been talking about them for months now. Like they've been featured on like the pre-shows and stuff like that for their pay-per-views. There's a reason for that. It's because they're just not good. And to put them this deep into the tag team tournament kind of boggles my mind the way they booked that. But uh, dude, these guys, these guys suck. I, the, I'm not gonna say the match was horrible. Uh, it, it was okay. There was some pretty decent spots. Or another match where I saw some some high spots I've never ever seen before. But uh, SCU does get the win, uh, which they should have gotten the win. Uh, but to me, yeah, the match the match was okay. I didn't hate it, but it was it was just all right. All right. So you made the analogy for Oni Larkin. Here's my analogy for Stu Grayson. I was thinking about this last night when I was watching it too. He's yeah. a smaller and less in shape version that doesn't have hair and everything else of Sami Zayn. Yeah, I can see that. He needs a Kanga hat on, man, and to go be rocking it out <laughs> to some Scott instead of coming out with that fat tub of shit, um, evil Uno there with all the creeps that he brings out. This, this, literally, this gimmick is a channel changer for me because 
if I wanted to watch BDSM gay porn, I would go search <laughs> it out. All right. Uh, because yeah, yeah. that is what they're going off of that these uh-huh. people like gimps. And I'm like, where in your right mind do you think that this is going to sell anything for you? A big it's fat not. Like, like, like all these weird, like, math dudes, like, dancing around them to start the match. Like, it's bizarre, yeah, man. It's bizarre. It's like watching a gay BDSM porn. That's and a good analogy. It, and it's not. <laughs> it, came, men- it came out of nowhere for me. But. Yeah. It's not <laughs> meant to it. be. It's not meant to be in a derogatory way at all. No, no, no. I totally get it. The way you, yeah, yeah like, it's just he, the look of people it. made the argument for demolition could have been part of BDSM. Oh yeah, box. I mean, yeah, yeah, but they're they're way more imposing and better looking than this shit, man. I'm like, so they they safe to wrestle. So. And you want to talk about a def, uh, a fucking channel changer and a deflator of the mood? You just bring Evil Uno and uh, Sami Zayn Jr. on there, man, because that's about what is. They do some unique moves here and there, and. For a for a lard ass man, there uh, evil Uno can do some interesting stuff for a big guy, but what I, I just don't understand what they potentially see in this stupid fucking gimmick and why they would push them this far in. It was a waste of time. These guys shouldn't even be on there. It's the worst gimmick I've ever seen for a tag team um, in a long time. I'll just say that I'm probably missing something out, like the pirate hookers. But it, this is just man, come on, please. And then you got you got some good spots that just get over. It was just flat, like, to me, and it had some... No, I mean, there were some good spots. Don't don't get me wrong. There was a lot of action, but... Yeah. There's one thing about SCU, Rob. Do you know how old Scorpio Sky is? Uh, no. Um, 28? 29? So, for everybody that's on a Scorpio Sky train, and I think he's fantastic. I'm not telling you not to be, but what I'm saying is when everybody keeps saying that he's like the future over there, Scorpio Sky is 36 going on 37 years old soon. Oh, he looks great for 36. He looks fantastic. They all three of them, man, they look great. But, I mean, he's on a time limit here, man, in regards to age with wrestling and how they view him. So, I wish they would get him out of this SCU gimmick because there's so much potential for him and his his shelf life in regards to wrestling and career. Not saying you know he's going to retire anytime soon or has mm-hmm. to or won't be good, but it's when your shelf life starts going down a little bit. So if they want to pull the gun on this guy, I would if I was them, I, w- I would take him out of that gimmick, man. You know, really in the next few months and get him on his own and let him get some steam because it's now or never with him. You know, because he's getting up there. Yeah, no, I agree. He'd be great on his own, and obviously Daniels and Kazarian have been together for fucking ever, so it's not going to hurt them by losing him. You know, and it just it, it would only help him out now that he got the rub from those guys. Uh, I could see him being a star on his own. That, that's a great, that's a great, that's a great thought. Um, <laughs> our, our fearless leader, uh, Cody, uh, is shown arriving to the arena. Thank Jesus, he's here uh, to save the day. So uh, can't wait to see what he's got coming up here later on. So this next match for me, I alluded it uh, about it earlier during the NXT breakdown. Oh, Christ, Joey Janela versus Kenny Omega. Uh, I, I I'm not gonna say I'm anti Kenny Omega. I actually have enjoyed some of his matches, but Joey fucking Janela is Christ. I hate to say it. I, I <laughs> all the shit that I gave this this kid last week. I'd probably rather see Marco fucking stunt in the ring. Than this goddamn goofball. Like this guy is a absolute fucking overrated channel changer, and I literally fell asleep during this match, and I missed half of the fucking Matt Riddle match because I, wa- I-, I told you I watched two TVs at the same time, so I can <laughs> cut down on my my how many hours I fucking have to watch wrestling because of the show. 
so I watch NXT and AEW at the same time. And uh, the the riddle match is going on during this one as well. I fucking fell asleep, dude. Like this this was so fucking boring to me. I can't stand Joey Janela. I think his gimmick sucks. I think he sucks as a wrestler. I think he sucks as a human being. Uh, and I think he's the worst fucking thing uh, on that NXT or AEW roster. Even worse than fucking Nyla Rose and Riho. Uh, I can I just I despise this guy. And this match was a fucking four finger sleeper for me. So. Uh, what you what do you think of this match here with Janela and uh, Kenny Omega? I don't always agree with Cornette, but Cornette is so right about Joey Janela, man, when he calls him Jelly Janela. And <laughs> somebody had – did you see the sign in the crowd that said it? I did not. No, I didn't yeah, see it. I'll there was go a back sign in the crowd. Yeah, for our listeners out there. I got to go back and see what I missed because I fell asleep. But yeah. yeah, there's a sign in there that you'll see in there. It says Jelly Janela, or, yeah, Jelly Janela there in, in regards <laughs> to when he comes out. That's so fantastic. Like, yeah, Joey Janela <laughs> is in awful shape, and he's just no look. N- nothing. I. It's so hard to even put it into words how poorly I think of what he of what he does in the ring. He's yeah. not even that entertaining when he gets a shit kicked out of in a, in a death match. You know, in one of those death matches that he would do. I mean, just don't. I don't. I don't see what why anybody would pay this fucker a dime to come in there. I'll and, watch a thousand Joey Ryan matches before I watch another fucking Joey Janela match. Let's just say that. Dude, and they just had this match on that AW Dark, I guess, the week before. Yeah. And yeah. Omega one. So yeah, why at least Joey Ryan is entertaining, whether you like his dick shit or not. But uh, at least he's fucking entertaining. There's nothing entertaining about Joey fucking Janela. I'm just gonna say Wait, it right now. You know what the wild thing about this match is? The crowd is sitting over there in the middle of it chanting, this is awesome, to that shit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, if it's like, uh, are you serious? What, what Are we watching the same thing? You know, maybe... I, I, I can't wait to go to Nashville when AEW comes here in three weeks because I, I have to experience the fucking idiocy of these goddamn AEW fans. I don't I don't get it, man. I mean... Ken, you know, Kenny's guys they cheer everything. They literally cheer everything. No, and Kenny Omega is markable. Like I said, I'm not I'm not a Joey or I'm not a Kenny Omega hater. I'm a Joey Janela hater, but this match did nothing for me, even with Omega in it. Like that's how bad it was. Yeah, you know, and, and Kenny's pretty notorious for being able to elicit a really great reaction and a great match out of just about anybody, you know, whether people like him or not. Yeah, Kenny Omega can go in the ring. Yeah, yeah, well, not. I mean, for, I don't know what was setting these people off in the crowd to yell, "This is awesome, man!" This was because a pee break for me. Everything down. We we've covered this. Yeah. Already. Like, they, yeah. they literally cheer everything, good or bad. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. It, this, the fucking sun and it rises and sets on these fucking on this guy. Like, this was totally a pee break match, and that's exactly what I did. And stepping outside for some bad air, man, because yeah. I, I glanced at it through the window and I'm like, Jesus. I want to start smoking again after watching this goddamn match. And I you quit ain't lying, man. You probably, you probably yeah. would, man. I'm telling you because, like, I just didn't. I don't. I didn't understand why they have this guy there. Like, he just doesn't. He doesn't resonate anything of a re- of any type of star quality, any type of quality whatsoever. Dude, I got a callback for it. You, you, you hit the nail on the head about fucking. Uh, the, the, the two horsewomen chicks. I already forgot. Jessamine Duke and then the other fucking Shafir and Maria Shafir. You, you want to talk about how bad they were? I'd watch those girls wrestle fucking Nyla Rose and Riho before I ever watch a goddamn Joey Janela match ever again. Like, anytime he comes on, like, it's funny. Becky Lynch used to be that one for me. Like, 
every time she'd come on SmackDown, I'd be like tell my wife, it's an automatic fast forward match. I don't care who she's in the ring with. But I will never watch another fucking Joey Janela match. That's how much I can't stand this guy in the ring. Yeah, I'm with you, man. There's nothing about him that I like whatsoever. We were fortunate enough to see a one-winged angel, which I fucking love that finisher. So that was he doesn't always pull that out, but uh, yeah, you know that. Yeah, I don't know if you know. Uh, fucker uh, Johnson told me in the in the past, no one's ever kicked out of that move. The one-winged angel is probably like the only undefeated move in the entire history of wrestling. Really? Yep. No one's ever kicked okay. out of it. I mean, it's a badass move. I agree. That's kind of, that's yeah. crazy, though. Yeah. You know what's, if he's you know right, what's, no one ever kicked out of it before. Yeah, you know what's funny about Omega, and people don't get this about him, you know, this is where the talent in Kenny Omega comes in, though, because Kenny Omega has a bunch of different finishes that he uses, and he really pulls out several of them that you'll see. You don't see the same thing from him all the time in the ring. and. Right. It's one of the things I like about Kenny Omega, and it shows what it, what an actually good wrestler that he is. Is that he mm-hmm. doesn't that, that he has so many different ways that he can uh, do well in a match yeah. and make it fun, yeah. and that's it's a big plus for uh, Kenny Omega. Do I see him as a guy that would ever lead the brand? Not to me, but you know I think he's he's very very good and has a lot of great upside to him though. And you know he's he's one of the best in the ring, man. I'll tell you that for sure. No, you're absolutely right. I, I cannot argue with that enough. You know, I did forget to mention that during the Dark Order uh, SCU match, <laughs> uh, the uh, Inner Circle uh, entered the arena uh, yes. and went up the stairs into their luxury box. And we saw them sitting there eating popcorn and shit, like fucking Guevara there eating fucking popcorn and shit. Like, God, that's one guy. I don't care. Like, he, he's on Marco stunt level for me. Like, I just can't. I don't get it. Like nothing resonates with me as a as a big time star like this kid. He's supposed to be the best of all time or the greatest in the world or whatever the fuck he calls himself. But watching these fucking four guys up there, man, it was just it was kind of funny because like, it, it, dude, a lot of this reminds me of old school WCW. You you can't deny that a lot of the stuff they're doing is rip off from shit we saw on Nitro, like one hundred percent. But uh, Jericho's sitting up there with his fucking shirt open, with his fat gut fucking hanging out, and he's uh he's root he, he was rooting on the Dark Order and all that. So I mean that was kind of fun. But that that leads us to our next segment here. Uh, here's my first rant of the night on this show. Cody, you know Cody, Cody Rhodes. We're not allowed to say Rhodes, but Cody Cody comes out to the ring, gets a full on fucking superstar godlike fucking entrance. For an interview segment coming up from the middle of the stage, like we know everybody else comes out of the tunnels. He's too good for the fucking tunnels. That's for the fucking peons. He's got to come up through the fucking middle of the stage where they, they raise this fucking pillar and he comes out of it and has 70,000 pounds of fucking pyro going off. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, for an interview segment, Cody Rhodes gets fucking God treatment. Uh, <laughs> you can you can pretty much tell what my ugly is going to be for, for the end of the show, but... Uh, Dude, come on, man. Like, why are we sucking his dick so hard? Like, I know he's he's one of the owners of the company, but the Bucks don't do that shit. You know, fucking Omega doesn't do that shit. Like, why does Cody... If I was the Bucks and, and Kenny and SCU, I'd be like, the fuck, man? Why are you trying to put yourself over on us all the time with your goddamn fucking million-dollar entrance? Like, well, the, dude, the Bucks get a pretty elaborate entrance, though, too, to be I honest mean, with yeah, you. Yeah, with the fucking little Bucks money flying out, like confetti or whatever. But, like, nah, yeah. nothing like that. Not even close no. to what Cody gets, man. Come on. Stop fucking jerking yourself off in front of all of us, man. We know you're fucking Cody Rhodes, you know? You don't have to keep fucking rubbing it in our face every week. Yeah, 
I mean, he's a second generation fucking uh, dusty booking for himself. And Brett, Brett had a good, uh, Shepard had a good perspective on it on a show that came out today, man. He was talking about, about the thing. And I was like, you know, go listen to his show, you know, the, uh, Oh, you didn't know podcast or, uh, Oh, you didn't know wrestling show. And it's, yeah. he was very spot on about Cody Rose and, and what he does for himself. And a, a lot of people are like, they mentioned a very good point about, um, having the next face of the company, somebody that's going to hold on to it for the, for a good long time. We all know it's not going to be Jericho cause he's up in it age. It should be that, MJF. It should be fucking MJF. That goddamn Cody Rhodes. Yeah. And that's, and that's what they were, they were really getting on about that. It's not, we all knew from the start, Chris Jericho was name appeal to grab it. He was, he's, he's not the guy he's getting yeah, older. You know, he's, right. he's at the end of his career. I know he's got a few years left there, but he's, he's not the guy that you're going to keep long-term in. They think that Cody's, you know, and this is the way they're pushing it. And that's exactly how he mentioned it. You know, Cody's being booked as this guy. That's the next face of the company. that's going to lead the charge for it. And it's just, it just doesn't fit. And it just it's doesn't make sense. It, it's, it's not, not believable. He, he has he's never been a big star. He doesn't no, draw and money. And he's never going to. He'll draw yeah. with these little niche fucking this little niche audience. But you yeah. put him back in WWE. Let's say you put him back in WWE after this and I don't know. We'll say we'll say ten years, all right? Just just as a long shot, right? He goes back to WWE, has one more good run, maybe goes in the Hall of Fame. Do you really think Vince, or I don't know if Vince will be alive at that point, but do you think anybody that's running WWE right now or in 10 years from now would give Cody Rhodes the same fucking treatment that he gives himself? Never. Not in a million years. I don't don't care how many times he'd he'd win the AW World Championship and how many millions of dollars he spends on his fucking entrance for the next 10 years. They're never going to put him over on that level. Ever, never. He's not not on a CM Punk level. CM Punk never even got that kind of treatment, dude. You know what I'm sick of him doing, too? And this was in the promo when Jericho and them hopped in. Besides everything? Yeah, his promos suck. Like, just personally, his promos suck. I like this segment. I thought it was very fun and entertaining. I thought it was a very good segment for the most part, even though I I don't like his mic skills or what he does for himself. We're going to play the whole Chris Yeah, why doesn't everybody... Yeah, why doesn't everybody go hear it there? And I'll tell you something I noticed about Cody in, in there. Let's let's play the audio for this segment. Uh, Cody coming down the ring with Tony Schiavone for an interview uh, and gets interrupted by the inner circle. champion at Chris Jericho. I want to talk about that, but I know you also, from talking with you, Cody, have a major announcement as well. I have, I've had the opportunity. I have had the privilege. We are we're trying to do an interview here, okay? I have had the opportunity, I've had the privilege to grow up in front of all of you, and it's it's apropos that I get to make this announcement here, to make this announcement now. Boo! 
hey, Chris. I, I know you, you purchased your tickets and that's all fine and good, but this isn't like the other wrestling company we came from. This isn't an invisible wall right here. I could easily step through. And I could easily come up there and we can fight right here and right now. something stupid, all right? You stand in that ring where you belong, where it's safe, because I know you're not going to come up here because you're a coward. Oh, yeah. You're nothing more than an entitled millennial little bitch, yeah. The fifth member of the inner circle, yeah, Jake Hager. Get the hell out of my arena. Not here get this the week. hell out of here before I kick your ass. Go. Yeah. Undefeated, preparing Go. for his fight this weekend. Get up, boy. Here, the here. 
circle about to square off in the stands here in Pittsburgh. And look at Jericho's inner circle retreating. Maybe discretion. Oh, look at this. They've, they've locked themselves in the luxury box. Get back to what you're saying, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll give you my thoughts on this whole thing after I've heard what you had to say. So you get into the whole thing where he's going at it with Jericho, and then he can't help himself to sit over there at every opportunity that he gets is to shit on the WWE and something that they do or make fun of them or put their, their thing out there. Yep. You know, Jimmy Cordero said the same thing. God, it's fucking makes him look like a like a scorned lover and it makes him look pathetic like when he does that. And I, I know that that some of the people in there are going crazy when he does. Oh, you said about the W. It makes him look so friggin low quality compared to them. They're not fucking dogging on him and it's, and it's he's called every, punching up man he's fucking yeah. punching up and and yeah. like us we we never fucking punch down so that's yeah he's pun- he's punching up man he's over <laughs> he's over uh, yeah about every little thing and it this one was one nobody would have even picked up on because it was so it was such a piss poor uh you know knock on them oh this isn't like some other company uh you know there's no imaginary like, line. Like, like, he's, like he's talking about Ring of Honor or Impact, right? Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. I'm like, fucking A, dude. I was like, yeah, at least if you're going to burn him, do a good one. Like, that That was just stupid, man. And I'm like, everybody knew he was talking. It's just dumb. It makes him look like just like a scorn lover with the whole thing. And it's just silly. But Jericho was great. Like, I, Jericho was fantastic. I, I, I took Jericho to task for his promo a few weeks ago. And I, I admittedly, I went back and listened to that again. And I, I thought it was a lot better. But this... Dude, the line of the night, in the line of the last few weeks, honestly, what popped me the most, I think you know what it is, but he had one line uh, about MJF that popped the fucking shit out of me. The scarf? He goes, the scarf, yeah. I yeah. fucking love that shit. Like, <laughs> like yeah. you can listen to anybody that, that wears a fucking scarf. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like who, wears, who wears, what kind of guy wears a scarf? And I'm like, that's fucking, that is God, that, that is the brilliance of Chris Jericho. That is the absolute. That's how you do it. 
Yes, what a great fucking callback from himself wearing fucking scarves in WWE. Like that is, and they have a little rivalry back and forth between the two about who wore scarves first yeah. and all that. So from his show, I oh, pointed so it out good. right away to Miller when we were watching it, and I said, <laughs> "I said, did you get that dig that he did?" And he's like, "Oh shit, you know." I, I put him on the spot really fast. I said, "That's the Jericho scarf gimmick from the WWE he would yep. wear around there." Yeah, I said. Here's this guy's making fun of himself in there and getting it over in the old way. It was great, man. It was really funny shit with so the whole good. thing. Like, I loved it. It was great. You know what I really like to see? And this obviously will never, ever happen. Like, I almost wish Jericho was in shape. <laughs> it's still in the WWE. I would love to see a program between Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, and Chris Jericho. You want to talk about the psychology that those two could, could have with each other? Like... Seth Rollins is not the fucking guy to be to be going verbally back and forth or you know with with Bray Jericho dude uh, say what you want about the way he looks and all that and and the way he I don't know if he you know doesn't take this shit seriously anymore but if you take Jericho from 04 against fucking Bray Wyatt right now dude goosebumps just thinking about it yeah. right now like those two would have a fucking ridiculously great pro, uh, program you know what the money feud really is over there that they're not seeing out of this angle, and it's not Cody and Jericho, man. It's it's Jericho versus MJF. Yeah, yeah, yep. I mean, you're, you're going to find few people as good on a mic as those two. That's and right. the, even though you know he does all the crazy heel <laughs> stuff and he's a great heel, he gets cheered like crazy because he's so damn good at what he does for MJF. Like he's just so good. Yeah. Like. Putting the belt on Cody and, and having MJF turn is, is lazy, cheap booking because it looks, yep. you know, it's it's bound to happen. It's you what can we see all them see. all the way. Like it's yeah. already, yeah, it's been telegraphed already. So the the best way to do it is to sit over there if you really want to turn this motherfucker heel is let Cody lose the match cleanly at, at the full gear pay per view to Jericho, and then have them do something to him or some way that we can set up that the next title shot goes to MJF. He's the baby face going in. He's getting that reaction. He's still playing the heel character up. Sticking up for he, his, his best friend, Cody, yep, that, that couldn't yep, get it done. Yeah. Yep. Wins the belt. And then it's. Or, hold on, I'm sorry. Injure yep. Cody in that match. Like, for some, some bullshit, because obviously the rules don't fucking matter, and a referee could get knocked out or whatever, take a bump. And, mm-hmm. and somebody runs in, like, from the inner circle and just fucking cripples Cody, right? So then uh-huh. to defend his honor or whatever, like, he, he's out for a few months or whatever. Then you get MJF in a program defending his his best buddy's honor. That's how you could pull that off. Yeah, and it's like there's a, the, a little different, but it's like you do it with him. Have Cody lose, however you're gonna have him lose, whether it's clean or not. You know, have find a way to work, like you said, work MJF into a program with Jericho. He's yeah. gonna get this heel reaction. He's gonna look or into this face reaction. He's still gonna act like a heel, like he does, because he can get it over either way. Right. And they're gonna be cheering him. He's gonna be the beloved guy. He's gonna get the next shot at the crack at the belt. He beats Jericho, man, gets the belt. And then Cody comes out to celebrate with them afterwards. And what do they do, man? Cody does the fucking turn on him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Dude, there you go. Cody, Cody should be a heel. Like, the way he acts he and puts himself over, he yeah. should be a fucking heel. He's a smarmy asshole. Yeah, and MJF, no matter how you do this, how they're going to do his persona, because it's what works, he can go to back to being a heel anytime he you wants. You can still be cocky at, like him Absolutely. and be a face. Like, he could yeah. easily pull it off, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I'm just that's just to me like the money booking out of the whole thing. No, that's good and stuff. Then, yeah, and sit over there like we were talking about. There's several, so many different ways you could do it. And then you got this guy out there, you know, that everybody thought was going to be the one turning on Cody. And 
the other way around is that Cody was the one that turns on him. And then you just start this big, long feud. And Cody's explanation is, you know, this fucking guy didn't think I was seeing how he's treating other people. You think I'd really fucking trust this guy. You know, he's a piece of shit. Like, they're all you in the crowd here. He's like, just buries the shit out of him, man. You just made Cody into probably the most monster heel that they got there, even more than Jericho at that point or MJF. You could run with it all day, man. And it would set up a great storyline and booking for them. Yep, absolutely, man. I love that. That's, That's something I'd be looking forward to seeing. Uh, what did you think of him breaking the window with his fucking grabs MJF scarf and wraps around his hand and, and breaks the window? I, I thought it was fucking awesome. I, I love yeah. them coming in. What did you think of, because uh, we didn't break down who came out with him other than MJF. Oh, yeah. Uh, first... Dustin, Dustin Rose was the first one to come out, his brother. Yep. Uh, and then it was uh, MJF, which the crowd obviously popped for because, fuck, he's not even on TV every week. Uh, and then DDP. Like, as soon as we heard, it's me. I was like, oh, shit, DDP's here. And holy fuck, does he look fantastic for 62, 60, I think it'd be 63 next year. Yeah. Uh, fucking looks like he could still go today. Like, he looks fantastic. I love Dallas. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Dude, uh, he looks fucking great. Um, I, I popped when he came out. Yeah, really. I thought that was really, really cool. And, and the crowd popped for him, too. So. And I think he's going to get in a ring with them. I think they're going to do some type of match he, with he, these guys. Very well, good, man. I know, like, he looks great, but I mean, he still has. A 63, 64-year-old wrestler yeah. body. You know, yeah, deep down, his, his joints hurt, there. man. So, I mean, but he'll be, he'll be ice, you know, he'll have the ice packs on his fucking knees and his yeah. ankles and all like he did back in the day, and he'll, he'll, he'll get ready for the match. I think he can, he can take limited bumps and still get over in a, in a match. Yeah, he, he needs to be showcased in a match where he is in a tag or something like that because he's, match, yeah. yeah, you know, he's 63 years old, like you said. He, he's not going to yeah. be able to go like that. He hasn't been actively in the ring. Oh, and, he looks like know. he could. Holy fuck, man. He looks like, like he, he could, yeah. Looks like he's in the best shape of his entire life, like, you know, eating-wise and workout-wise with DDB Yoga and all that, so... It was a great swerve, though, with to pull him out. Nobody would have ever seen that. I mean, yeah, he's no, talked him out, yeah. and they've you know talked about the relationship. I mean, the common sense to it that it was going to be Hangman Page is what I thought. And then, yeah, I know. And then they pulled the thing with DDP, and I thought that was great, man. I really, I really liked I it. The, I guess the eight man tag, you know, featuring yeah. these guys, maybe one of these weeks. Yeah, that'd, that'd yeah. Cool. I mean, you want to spark a rating, man? Put DDP mm-hmm. in a match. He doesn't do that ever. You know, yeah. there's going to get no, some right. people over. Right. There's no doubt. It's gonna. I hope they pay it off with something like that for one of the shows or later on down the road. Or I mean, they had a great brawl too. I thought it was really funny. The fun the brawl, the watching them go at it. <laughs> Cody, the yeah. scarf to punch through the glass. Them all just doing. It. I thought it was a really really good segment. Fighting out in the session stands and the oh, dip and yeah. dots stand and all that. Like it was, and then it Jericho was, to, to pull the stuck his head out. in the dip and dots. Man, was yeah, the great that's part. Great. Yeah, uh, and like you said, the ticket at the end. I bought a ticket. Bought a ticket. Arrest him. He attacked a fan. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> And then licks the stick it, sticks it to his forehead like Nash and Hall did when they first uh, when, when they that did that back. And that's why I thought that was a, a direct Nitro thing of them showing up in the crowd saying we got tickets and all that. Like, yeah, um, young wrestlers. If you want to watch on how to be a heel and you make it good, you need to go watch Chris Jericho. I yeah, mean, absolutely. That's that's uh, that's. You're right. Say what you want yeah. about his in ring work lately and the way he looks, but no, he's he's still got it. Like he's still mentally got it. Yeah. Go fucking watch the people if you want to. The young wrestlers want to learn how to do and be a heel. You got to watch him, man. And Absolutely. he plays the best chicken shit heel. And he did it just by doing it at the end there with with the ticket thing, man. It was just, yeah. dude, I popped hardcore. <laughs> I, I bought I, a ticket. Yeah, you texted me. <laughs> and you're like, this, 
Yeah, you're like, this is fantastic. I said, yeah, this is yeah. definitely my best, you know, my favorite part of the, anything they've done so far. Uh, yeah, it was, it was very well done. Uh, what wasn't very well done was our next match. Uh, the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta with Orange Cassidy. So good to see him uh, walk down the ring with them and, and go to sit down in the seat. Uh, taking on the Young Bucks from the Elite, Matt and Nick Jackson. I won't shit on the in-ring work. I won't. I, I, I won't. Like, we know how good the Bucks are, you know, and, and the best friends are not bad wrestlers. Uh, they, they, they fit the AEW style. They're, they're high-flying, high, you know, stuff like that. But fucking, at one point, Orange Cassidy got up, got ran up to the top rope, and just threw his body off on these guys. Like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a high cross body. It wasn't like a, a plancha or anything. Like, it was like a trust fall kind of. Or like he just put his arm, like, almost like a coffin drop. He just kind of put his arms up yeah. to his side, and then just like just literally like fell on these guys. It was, uh, and the crowd popped for it because they love him, which is fine. I mean, that's if that's what you like, that's cool. But and, and the other thing I take exception to uh, during the match was. The ring gets cleared out. The best friends are at opposite corners, and they run up and hug, and the crowd pops for it like CM Punk just won the title from fucking John Cena at Money in the Bank. Really? How is this over? I, <laughs> maybe maybe this shit just passed me by. Maybe I'm too old. And I, don't, I don't fucking understand it. Like, they, they, they walked up and hugged, and, and people were like losing their minds about how fucking great that was. Like, Dude. I, I just can't defend parts of these things, like right here. They're, they're indie darlings, like you said. You love using that word. They're yeah. internet indie darlings. That's what they are, and, and I'm what? not hip to it, I guess. No, it's not. It's not just that, man. It's like, what do you see in this gimmick with Orange Cassidy? For one, I just got to say, it's fucking dumb. And I'm like, it's it's dull to me. Yeah, somebody. Somebody, they were on uh, uh, Twitter last night fucking bagging on people. We're going back and forth about Orange Cassidy. I saw that. And then, you know, a lot of people fucking shit on it. And then you got your people that like it and stuff. You know who is one of it? You know who Orange Cassidy is one of his favorite wrestlers, from what I was told? Do you uh, know who, you know, you know who it's one, who one of his favorite wrestlers is Orange Cassidy? Take one guess. Yeah. One guess. Um, uh, Raven? Uh, I don't fucking know. Nah. The, the, the most one of the most deplorable human beings in in the face of this earth, there, man. Matt, that's Matt Coon's boy, man. He thinks this guy's got like a fucking it factor, future champion. <laughs> you know, like he thinks he's the greatest thing since Sami Zayn, man. Because Sami Zayn's his favorite. I from people were fucking dogging on it, man. I was laughing my ass off. I was like, this guy thinks Orange Cassidy is a fucking star. I'm like. <sighs> What are you gonna what are you gonna do? I mean he looks like fucking Heath Slater one point two, man. He does look like, like Heath Slater, yeah. yeah. Shitty <laughs> version of Heath Slater. And I'm like, seriously, I mean it's like Heath Slater's long lost love child there. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, like it, it looks his fucking third cousin from fucking Oklahoma <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All I all I think of when I see him is I was like, this guy's got he walks out of that fucking Tom Cruise aviator glasses. He's got the dumbest gimmick look in like clothes that he wears he looks yeah. like a millennial fucktard when he comes out in a millennial fucking fucktard skinny jean gear yeah. and then he does that stuff <laughs> doesn't touch him and it's like this is why jim Cornette goes luke 
fucking or batshit crazy on some yeah. of the stuff with them when you see crap like this because it makes no sense and it just makes them look like it's they're just cheesy you know matches that don't yeah. you know that there's nothing to it do you really think orange cassidy's gonna hop in there and go beat a fucking gargantuan giant or a champ yeah, come on this guy sucks man get it out of here and the best friends is even worse you, uh, you got Doughboy and beretta there hugging in the ring yeah it's the greatest fucking thing that anybody's ever seen like yeah you yeah, got get the win with the more bang for your buck, so thank God they won the match. Uh, and yeah. yeah, after the match, Matt Jackson grabbed the microphone to say that the Young Bucks accept the challenge of Santana and Ortiz for AEW Full Gear. So that will be a feature match, no doubt. Uh, we get, then get a video package of Dr. Britt Baker, your favorite women's wrestler on the planet. Uh, good video, actually. No, I, I can't say anything bad about it. Like It was well, well produced. They're, all their videos are great. And at least, you know, they highlighted somebody that they're trying to make a star. Um, so <laughs> uh, she tells everybody that she is from Pittsburgh. She's back in her hometown, and she's excited to be here this week. And uh, apparently they're calling it Britsburg. Uh, I get it. Uh, Brits, Pittsburgh, Brit, you get it? Brit, Britsburg. So, it was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So uh, people even had Britsburg signs. So uh, I can't believe those weren't fucking plants that they just handed out to somebody when they came in. But... Uh, Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, sorry, DDS, uh, taking on, <laughs> I can't even, I can't, I can't even say it with a straight face. Can uh, I take this J- one? Yeah, I can't, yeah, okay. go ahead. Yeah, Dr. Britt Baker uh, from, uh, from Britsburg is taking yeah. on <laughs> Jamie Hader. How do you, how do you I, spell that? H-A-T-T-E-R. Uh, that's H-A-Y-T-E-R. Oh, sorry. Did I miss that on there? I yeah, thought it was H- double T's in there. H-A-Y-T-E-R. Jamie. I can't say it. Jamie Hader. I mean, hey, that could be her given name. We don't We don't know. I mean, we'll have to do some research. We have a crack staff here at RTW that can look that up here, and we'll report back on it next week. But, uh, yeah, Jamie Hader. What is Jamie Hader? Who does she remind you of? Like, if she was a cross between two women, what would you say? I like doing this game. What What would you yeah. call her? And I'll, I'll give you I'll give you my opinion. Uh, if you know Jessica Havoc from, I think she's back in Impact now. She's got a, a unique look like Jessica Havoc. She's also a chubby version of Paige looking too. Yeah, that's exactly right. I was going to say a chubby yeah. Paige and, and somebody yeah, else. Yeah, she looks like a chubby Paige, like yeah. just a, yeah. a really bad ripoff, uh, you know, chubby version of Paige. And yep. I, when, when I saw them like doing it with her, I'm like, <clears throat> who the fir- first of who the fuck is this? Yeah, and I second off, yet. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Second off is. <laughs> Is you're really naming her Jamie Hater, and I'm like, you couldn't come up something better than that. I'm, I'm like, for fuck's sake, yeah, I, man. I can't, I can't, I can't say it without laughing. Uh, yeah. I... If she did the uh, crybaby thing one more time to the crowd and during the match, right? Did she pander or what, dude? Like, holy oh my god, fuck. that was all she could do because she didn't know how else to pander because she sucks. She's sitting yeah. over there doing that boohoo cry thing with her hands. I, I think I sent you a message in there and said something like, I said, if she does this shit one more time, I'm going to fucking off myself. <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> something like that. She did, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah she did the whole crybaby thing and, like, the whole putting her hand up her ear, like, what? Come on, what do you got? You know, like, uh, and she, I'm not going to say she's a bad wrestler. She's still no. better than Britt Baker. Britt Baker is fucking horrible. Like, I, <laughs> again, you think Shafir and Duke are bad. 
Uh, Britt Baker is on that level of being a horrible in-ring worker. She is gorgeous, like 100% knockout. knockout. I, yep. I, I hate, I am deathly afraid of the dentist. Uh, that's one of my big fears. Uh, it, I'd still go if she was my dentist. I'd be there weekly uh, just to get a fucking cleaning from her. So just, just going to throw that out there. She is mm-hmm. one gorgeous woman, but she is absolutely dreadful. She is a drizzling fucking shits. Uh, when it comes to in-ring work, she's just not good at all. I, I My wife was watching too, and she's like, this is who they're trying to make a star? I'm like, well, I mean, she's a gorgeous woman. Vince would love her. Uh, but then he'd see her work, and yeah, that'd be it right there. He wouldn't even put her in the ring. But uh, yeah, she I mean, seems to be who they're going to you know feature as the lead this division, you know? But uh, that's not saying yeah. a lot, man. Every match that she's in is a fucking abortion, man. I, I've never seen her in a good match. It I really is. I really haven't. I'm not just saying that to shit on her. Like, she's what, not good. We talked about it last week, but her finisher, the shitty rings of Saturn move that they do, and, and then, then sticks then, her fingers in the mouth like like a mandible claw yeah, kind of thing. Like, if somebody's sticking their fingers in your mouth like that, and your body is getting contorted, and they're trying to hurt you, you know, let's take it from logic here, and they stick their fingers in your mouth. What are you gonna do? I'm assuming, I know where you're going with that, like, I said the same thing, bite her fucking fingers off. Bite her fucking but I, fingers. But I'm guessing it's so paralyzing that you can't, like, it's called lockjaw, like, you can't, like, because she's a dentist, she knows how the mouth works, apparently that's a nerve hold, you know, like the mandible claw, and you can't do anything about it. So, I mean, you could say the same thing about McFoley, but apparently when you get your fingers under the tongue like that or whatever, like, you're paralyzed, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, your, your, mouth is, your mouth is locked up, I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, that's all ridiculous. I can go with, but. I, I would that, be trying to bite still, that, man. Like, still, that's the best move that she does, honestly, because everything else is just horrible. She almost killed her with a fucking superflex off the top. And Exc- I texted you and I said, Excalibur called it a brain buster because she did it so poorly. She almost fucking killed yeah. her. She almost dropped her on her head. That was just, supposed to be a superplex, and it looked like a fucking brain buster. Uh, it was bad. I never allow her to do one move to me, not in a higher place like just regularly on the ring, let alone to get up on the top of it and have somebody go and fucking suplex me off the top. And, and, and Hayter showed her an experience by not kicking her foot off the fucking off the post yeah. or the fucking cable that attaches the post to the turnbuckle to get some height. Britt had to muscle her over being, you know, underneath her on the on the second rope. So, you know, she's obviously a disadvantage with Hayter being above her and probably having about 80, 90 pounds on her. Uh, she could have fucking killed Hayter. And uh, uh you should not be doing spots like that. You know, that's that's like the same shit with Rio fucking trying to powerbomb fucking Nyla Rose. Like, come on, man. Uh, but Britt, 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 Britt Baker won the match, and that, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, after the match, uh, Jen Decker, who was an interviewer for AEW, interviews Hater directly after the match. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Brandy Rose comes out of nowhere, attacks Decker, and then gives fuck or attacks Hater, and then gives Decker the fucking stink eye. And puts her finger in front of her face, like, don't you dare fucking do anything. Like, what the fuck was that all about? Like, never one, number one, I don't remember seeing Hater on TV. So why would Brandy Rhodes have heat with her? And then why would Brandy, who's supposed to be a face, because her husband's a face, why would she get up in the interviewer's face and stick her finger in her face? Like, you, like, you better not fucking do anything. Like, this, this booking makes no fucking sense. I don't understand. Like, sh- She's she's a what? What's her title in the company? COO or chief brand? Uh, chief brand chief brandy officer is her title. Yeah, I see that one. Uh, what chief the brandy officer. What was this all about? 
I don't know. I I think we text each other at the exact same time, and it came <laughs> through because so we both said that. I was like, "What the fuck is this, man? What the fuck why, is this?" Why is, I said, "Why did Brandy attack her, man?" I, part of it is they got to keep her going. I'm sure, yeah. and it's <laughs> because she's not going to be, I guess, coming out with Cody anymore because of the whole thing in the first week, and they decided uh-huh. it was best. They did this gimmick about it, so I guess they got to keep her. She's got to get her TV time. So there you go. But she's attacking a heel, which is essentially a heel move. Uh, but she's supposed to be a babyface, uh, and then she gets in the face of the interviewer. I, I, I don't, don't get it. None of it makes sense to me. Like it's almost like somebody wrote it off the show, but didn't tell her about it. And they went, they went through it anyway. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that leads us to our main event: uh, John Moxley against Pac or Pack. Sorry, uh, John Moxley was making his entrance uh, when Pack appeared from behind and hit him with a steel chair. Uh, Pac then took Moxley's jacket and choked him with it. Uh, then he grabbed Moxley and throws him in the barricade multiple times. Packets in the ring, and Moxley meets him in there to start the match. Um, pretty hot way to start the match. Obviously, these guys have a lot of lot of heat together uh, with each other. And uh, dude, I mean, the match is hard hitting. The match is good. It's probably one of my favorite John Moxley matches I've ever seen. Or, you know, between him and Dean Ambrose, uh, I really really enjoyed this match. It was a lot better than what we saw uh, on on NXT for their main event. Uh, uh, <laughs> Pac hit this sick 450 splash off the ring apron to the floor. Uh, I have never ever seen that before, and that that was one of the craziest things I've seen. He fucking hit it just brilliantly. Um, rolled Moxley in the ring, tried to hit the black arrow, uh, and and missed. Uh, Moxley went for the pin, uh, got a two count. Meanwhile, Justin Roberts, ring announcer, is announcing how much time limit is match uh, TV time remaining, uh, and eventually this match. Uh, goes to a time limit draw, and this is my second rant of the night. The crowd shit all over it. Yeah. Okay, so AEW wants to give this a more of a sports-like feel, right? I mean, they said wins and losses are going to matter. They obviously show everyone's record on the screen on their nameplate when they come out to the ring. So, you know, we're we're we're, we're programmed in AEW lore at least to know that. Every match should count, man. Every match means something because uh, we're keeping track of your, of your score and keeping track of your record, and it's going to determine whether you get title shots or not. You know, we're going to have a. Eventually, I want to. I want to see them roll out like divisions with records or whatever, or a top ten for each title, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that, uh, so we know who places where based on their record. Like I want to see that eventually, and they haven't done it yet. But so we're supposed to. We're already programmed that this is going to be a. a a more realistic MMA-ish, you know, sports kind of feel. And a lot of criticized, a lot, there's been, WWE's been criticized at least over the years for um, not having referees get involved as much and not having time limits. Jim Ross has been a big proponent of that, uh, saying that taking away a time limit takes away one of your finishes. Uh, and by putting time limits back in, it gives you that finish like this that you could use, and it adds... It's some intrigue to the match because you know what? Maybe somebody could sneak out a pin before the time limit, you know, goes off, and and the crowd will will, will uproar over that. But, uh, dude, so how can you criticize somebody for saying, "Oh, they need to bring time limits back"? Blah 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 blah. They do that. They give you a time limit draw, and then you shit on it because there's no finish. And then you have Moxley who's pissed off, saying, "Time limit my ass three times. Time limit my ass." That's what he kept saying in the ring as they went off the air. That's just, number one, that shit's on your product because they're the ones that fucking reinstated this shit. 
Uh, and number two, how can you fucking bitch about something you you wanted? Like, you wanted time limits mm-hmm. back in. They give it to you. They give you a fucking TV time limit draw because obviously they can't go over time limit because of the overrun. They don't have one. And then the crowd boos and shits all over it. These fucking people are unpleasable. They are. And yeah, I mean, they are. They, it's like, it's, but it's just. And, and WWE, now, say, WWE fans are the same yeah. way. We mentioned, this with, we mentioned this with Brad. We gave the yeah. fans everything they wanted by Kofi Kingston winning the title at WrestleMania, by uh, Becky Lynch winning her title, you know, and, and Seth Rollins beating Brock Lesnar. They gave everybody everything they wanted, and they still found something to bitch about. They still shit on the fucking product. And this is just, you're right, it's just the way society is nowadays. You guys you know, cry and complain that, oh, fucking WWE, man, they don't put time limits in. It's so stupid. Why'd they take them out? AEW says, oh, we listen to the fans. We're going to put time limits back in. And then we give you a time limit draw in a, hot, a hotly contested match, which a time limit draw should want you, you know, wanting for more until next week. I want to see these fucking guys go at it again. But instead, these fucking marks boo and shit all over it toward the fact that, yeah, like, because of the crowd reaction, I'm not looking forward to seeing these guys get in there again. What if they do what if they do something similar like that? What if they do a disqualification next time? Like they ruined the finish of that match, which should have left you wanting more. Uh, instead, they turned me off on it just by their reaction. Well, it didn't make sense for either for them to be in this match from the records perspective on where they're trying to build people up right off the bat. This is yeah. something once again they probably should have shaved or saved for way later down the road to make it more marquee yeah. thing in my opinion because both of these guys are that good. But they give people a great match. It was a really great match, man. They looked really good, good in there. They had, yeah. they had great they had great chemistry. It was it was nobody booed and, when Ric Flair and Sting went to a title draw in the first fucking Clash of Champions. Like they fucking couldn't wait to see them in the ring again. You know, the time limit draw does them an incentive here, you know, but the but the people shitting on it, you know, for whatever reason was, um, you know, the thing that takes away from the incentive of it and will make them think twice against doing it again. It keeps, it keeps them strong by not having to yeah. finish. Nobody won. And then you can prolong this down the road because you're not going to get it at full gear again and because it's right. it's Omega right. versus Mox and uh, Pac right. versus uh, Hangman, I think, is it again. So, And I mean, it wasn't right a fucked finish. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't a run-in. There wasn't disqualification. Yeah. It wasn't a double count-out. Like, double count-outs, to me, have no place in wrestling nowadays. Yeah. But the time limit draw, yeah, if, oh, man, if Mox had fucking, like, uh, just 30 more seconds, he probably would hit the paradigm shift and won the match. You know what I mean? Like, that should leave you craving more. And instead, the fans fucking shit all over it. And that's my biggest rant of the fucking week uh, yeah. is, is, is that, man. I, that, really, that, really, that really pissed me off. Yeah, and he played it up great at the end there for the thing, but they took away from what he did when he was yelling at the camera, you know, time limit my, my ass. ass. Yeah. yeah, the first one he said the F-bomb, I think, actually, too. <laughs> I think he did, yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I think he said it in the first one there. I thought I heard him say, you know, this is fucking bullshit, time limit my ass. Yeah. And then he said, like, three, but it was planned, I'm sure, like that, for him to say that, of course. Yeah, I'm And sure. it, took a, it took away from, you know, the good thing of his reaction at the end. And it yeah. made neither of them look weak. The match was great, so you wanted to see it later on. And this is a big feud you could turn it into down the road when they finish up with their next feuds that both of them have because they're both in other feuds right now. Yep, yep, you're absolutely so, right. And so. Everybody stayed strong in the process, and they followed yep. the rules. And, hey, but yeah, everybody wants you know what they want, and when they get it, they don't want that then. They want something else, and that's just <laughs> the way. It's, no, it's insane. Right. 
You yep, can't please everybody. No, you really can't. So, uh, all right, John, give me your good, your bad, and your ugly from AEW Dynamite. Oh, the good was the opening match there with the Lucha Bros and Private Party. Yeah. I mean, you, you just, we talked about it a lot. It just, just so darn good, man. You know, if anybody hasn't seen it, you, you want to go check it out. It's 20 minutes of your time that you'll be glad you watched if you're a wrestling fan. These guys are just fucking tremendous, both of them. It was a tremendous match. Great crowd, you know, reaction to it. It was just awesome. You know, the bad, huh? You know, I got to say for the bad, um, I'll say with um, probably Janela. You know, yeah. just him coming out there and just doesn't fucking work for me. And it's just it looks silly. Like, just Janela's the bad to me. The ugly is anything that has to do with their female division. Again, that, that match that those <laughs> two had. And then the Brandy Rhodes run in for no reason on Jessica Hader. And, or Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader. Um, I caught myself that time. <laughs> Jamie, of, of old Jamie Hader there. And yeah. nobody fucking understands why. And it's yeah. like, okay, thank you. Uh, what yeah. now? That what's next? Nothing. Okay, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah that's I'm my. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to go a little different route. My good is Chris Jericho. Uh, just just old school, like you said, chicken shit heel. Chris Jericho played it to the fucking hilt, man. Like he is character wise, absolutely on top of his game. So he is my good. Uh, my <laughs> my bad is the fucking. I, I, I already tore down George. And I, I I can't even include him in this because I, I already made my, my thoughts known about that. The bad for me is the fucking best friends in Orange Cassidy. I, I just I, I just don't get it to me. I just I, it's does it does nothing for me at all. I, and my ugly uh, is going to be a little bit of a swerve. It's going to be the AW fans right now. Hmm. Uh, the fact the fact that they fucking cheer everything uh, even when it sucks uh, just. You know they got fucking mom goggles on. Like they can't, they can't see what's what's bad about this product. And while there's a lot of good about AEW right now, there's still a lot of bad and a lot of stuff they need to work on. And just by cheering anything that fucking moves, anybody that comes out there, and then shitting on that that finish of the main event, uh, my ugly goes out to the AEW fans this week. So uh, overall impressions of the show, um, who do you think overall gets the win for the night? I'd say overall the better product again was AEW in my opinion there. I mean NXT yeah. had a, you know some good moments, but it was just more exciting. There was much more positives to it in my opinion than NXT. I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, as much yep. as I did enjoy NXT, uh, I yep. thought AEW and, and a lot of it has to. I, I mean, I will give them some credit. A lot of do a lot of that has to do with the crowd because either way, even if they are cheering fucking everything, uh, they're a hot crowd, and everywhere they've gone so far has been a hot crowd. Uh, yep. So. AEW to me still has a bigger, big, big time feel to it, uh, just presentation wise. Uh, but I really enjoyed the opening match. I really enjoyed the Jericho stuff, uh, and I, I really, really, really liked the main event. So I will say AEW was a better show. Let's get into the ratings right here as we wrap it up. Um, one thing I do want to mention: Monday Night Raw uh, was up. Uh, 70,000 this week. 70,000 from last week. So that's that's encouraging for them comparing to uh, last week, which is fucking horrible. Uh, whereas SmackDown still continues to trend downward. Uh, they lost uh, about 400,000 people uh, last week. It uh, went from a 2.8 to a 2.4. Uh, NXT and USA uh, was 712,000 last week, and this week they're down to 698. 
So not as big as a as a drop as in uh, weeks past, which is slightly encouraging uh, if you're mm-hmm. Triple H. They lost uh, what? Uh, my math fucking sucks. Seven thousand fans. Fourteen thousand. Sorry, fourteen. Yeah, double seven. Uh, Fourteen thousand fans. Whereas AEW uh, finally dropped under the million mark. Uh, last week was a one point zero one four million, and this week was nine hundred and sixty three thousand viewers for a total loss of uh, forty thousand. 40,000 fans. So that's disturbing. And while they can still tout victories, which I'm sure they are, they have to paint it some way. Uh, they have won uh, the first four weeks. That's very disturbing that they've lost. They went from 1.4 on their debut to under a million at 963. Uh, that's got to be kind of alarming if you're a TNT. I'm sure they're still happy with it because it probably beats any other show uh, that they would have put in its time slot. Uh, but still, to me... I, I, I mean, I guess I'd, I'd be more upset if I was AEW. Uh, we called it, obviously, months ago. Because, uh, uh-huh. you know, we're smart and we study trends and analytics and, and patterns and all that. And, you know, you were the first one to mention it. Um, we both agree their, their base, when it's all said and done, will probably be like seven to 900,000, roughly. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be even lower than that, man. I mean, do you really? original ones. You, yeah. yeah. My original ones I thought was going to be about three fifty to five. Is if you remember, that's kind of where I saw it as mm. at first. I think the three fifty yeah, to five that's, range. That's impact number right there. Yeah, yeah. Impact would be dying to get three three hundred fifty thousand people. Man. <laughs> yeah, right. right, right they'd be right. they'd be fucking jumping over through hot, fucking fiery hoops, man, and giving free uh, fucking contracts out to everybody for, and with a raise for that. <laughs> which, you know? which is funny, but when Dixie and Jeff were there, they were getting about one point one a week, so they were getting yeah. right around a million. Uh, and that just shows you how much say what you want about Dixie Carter and Jeff Jarrett. At least they were bringing people in. Uh, not to say that the product is bad now, but uh, Impact just had a really nasty, you know, taste yeah. in, their, you know, in their mouths for a long time. But uh, for AEW to drop under a million uh, should be kind of alarming to them, uh, even though we we kind of saw it coming. Uh, and maybe it's just an anomaly. Maybe it'll go back up next week. I mean, it was a pretty hot ending, so. You know, it's pretty hot you know, between Cody and and and, uh, and Jericho, but uh, they're they're going to level out probably. I think you're going to see NXT level out around six hundred. You I know, agree. maybe maybe five fifty that they're going to level yeah. out at. And yeah. I think for uh, the time being, and this is going to take probably a couple months for them to get there. I think you know, um, AEW is maybe going to level out in the six to six fifty range probably. And yeah. that's where I kind of see them leveling out at now. Kind of seeing it. Originally thought three fifty to five. I think about six fifty ish is where they're going to level off. I think it's going to take about three, two, three months to get down to there. But yeah. I think that's it could happen sooner rather than later that it gets to that number. The most alarming thing to this is me is everybody and their brother sits over there and shreds the WWE because of the SmackDown drop, one point five million people. You know, which is a huge drop, of course. You know that they've lost over two weeks. <laughs> AEW has lost since week one almost 600,000 people yep. and everybody's Bischoff gets whacked for a million and you know and I'm sure a million and other things that was in there too but yep. you know but you know there had to be a scapegoat for the loss of a million on there and they were already pulling a, a close to a 4-0 rating you yeah. know and then they dropped down to a 2-9 you know they had 3-9 to a 2-9 and then they were calling for everybody's head man and they fire him a couple days later coincidence I don't think so Here's that these guys in, in a month have lost from, you know, week one to now almost six hundred thousand people. 
Yeah. So if you're gonna if you're gonna chop up the WWE for that, who has a much larger audience as it is on SmackDown because they're on <laughs> Fox, because they're more established, why are you not holding these these guys accountable and saying that's insane? They've lost six hundred thousand fucking people in a in one month time frame. Why aren't you saying the same thing? Nobody's saying it yet. Too tonight since it's came out, I've seen it all over. Very few people are saying that. I'm like, you're gonna call for the head of WWE and, and oh they're dead and you know whatever. Mm-hmm. It's been ter- yep. it's been terrible. Don't get me wrong, it's been dreadful. And then you're gonna sit over there and not even fucking acknowledge that because they're the newest shiny fucking uh, you know piece of stuff on the store rack there. Come on, that's bullshit, man. That's an alarming figure to lose six hundred thousand people nearly. It is. And then <laughs> I mean, you look at the initial like the day de- even the debut show. Yeah, you got fucking hillbillies in Arkansas like. Well, they're gonna get three million people. Yeah, on what fucking in what planet? You know what I mean? Like one point four. Somebody 4. thought they were gonna. Somebody thought they were gonna get three million people. Two, two to three. Yeah. Like yeah. Somebody, what? Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. No. It's yeah. Yep. God. That's fuck. Yeah. Whoever fucking whoever fucking said that man has to be a really slow individual because you know there's no fucking way. Anybody would have ever thought that, man. Raw uh, can't slow, draw two or five. Uh, slow as a turtle, I'm just saying. So, yeah, man. Oh, oh so I'm the fact up. <laughs> the, the fact that they're nine. <laughs> the, the fact finally got it to it. Uh, the fact that they're 963,000 viewers now uh, and trending downward every single week. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm not going to say light the shit Norman. on fire and, and do something to fucking change things around, but it, it's not really the it's not really the TV product that's that's bad. No. I mean. It's a good show. I mean, primarily, there's yeah, there's things that we pick apart, and there's some really, really bad stuff. But there's a lot of good about AEW and, and Dynamite. Yeah, a lot of I, good I, stuff. I, I, but the fact is, just not translating to viewership uh, shows you that they are indeed, like we said, they are, and and NXT as well. They are a very small niche market, and people yeah. you know, have been touting takeovers and all. And trust me, there's never been a, te- a bad takeover. I have absolutely loved every single one of them. But even still, as great as they've been. NXT is a fucking niche market. They're not going to ever get the, the to the heights. They could be a third brand all they want. They're never going to reach the heights of Raw or SmackDown. It's just not going to happen. It's a different style yeah. of wrestling, and it's produced differently. And while I think it's a better product overall, uh, it's just it it doesn't acclimate with with some of the older wrestling fans that that aren't used to that high high flying, high impact kind of fast paced wrestling. Hold on one second, buddy. Yeah, what are you doing? You said you're going to bed. Let me guess. Say to Rob. Hey, Rob. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. No, with AEW, it comes across to people, like, when they listen to shows, is that everybody's focusing on the negative. Because negative gets way more attention and analyzing, analyzing things than it does for the positive sometimes. Well, I mean, you got so, Russo, you got Cornette. I mean, yeah, they're always, they're always going to tear it down. I mean, they're old school yeah. guys. I mean, I, I totally get that. Um, well, it's... No, my point of it is, though, is like we're not just dogging on it because we don't like it because we, we're saying we do like a lot of things about the show. No, we call, Every- we call what we see. You know, we, we call bullshit yep. on what we see, and we, and we, li- we like the things that we like. And, yeah. and we pick on, we pick on t- uh, NXT just as much Everybody. as we picked on AEW. 
Yeah. yeah, everybody. When we analyze that, that's why I want to make sure to people they think you know. So if we have a lot of AEW fans that are out there listening, think we're talking on it, man, we're putting it over the moon on a lot of things. But we're also focusing on this, the crap things they're doing, like we would on anything, because that's the purpose of a wrestling podcast is to go over it. There's a lot of positives right. to it. There's also a lot it, of negatives and glaring weaknesses. Right, but this this has been my favorite you know edition of Dynamite so far, based on everything that I saw. So I mean, I, I'm giving them credit this week that. And, and putting them over NXT again. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, for as much as I, as many bad things I say about it, but you listen to some of our people that listen to the show, like he punished and all that, like he pretty much agrees with our assessment of everything. And he's pretty open minded when it comes to, you know, he, he, I would say he's a, he's a fan of, of, you know, some of the newer wrestling and all that. So, you know, we, we haven't had any negative comments about this show. So there aren't any AEW marks that have fucking trashed us for what we have to say. I think. I think we put things well enough and, and give up enough rationale behind it to where we thought it was good or we thought it was bad. And, and so far, nobody has really disagreed with us. So well, nope, you got nope. to give us credit for that at least. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's like because we, we're getting so many new listeners every week now that are coming over and listening from different reasons and stuff. So it's like oh, they're coming they, over when, in droves. Yeah. Yeah. And we want people to, like, understand that if you listen to this for the first time, like when we're breaking this shit down, it's – that's just we're just going to give an honest assessment on it, and it doesn't mean we don't like either of them because we like it way more. We're fans. That's why we we do this, you know. And we're very fair critics to everybody. Like we're not just knocking one to the other. So yeah, I mean, if you listen I, to our raw review this week, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's there's some shit that we we tore down and took exception with too. So I mean, it's and same way with Dean and I and SmackDown. So it, they're uh, the most exciting shows these two every week compared to the other two. You know, the other yeah. ones that are out there that we're seeing, you know, and I don't watch Impact, so I can't, you know, make a comment yeah, on that. Yeah, I, I heard yeah. they pull out some great stuff and whatever they it do. is, but they do. And, and NWA power is like the, you know, the golden child right now. A lot of people, no one has a bad thing to say about that, well, even though they're only getting about 400,000 views. So, well, you know, here's something for you that I found out today. And, What's that? Uh, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this yet, but I'm sure it'll come out probably later on today or tomorrow. But, um, Apparently, Tessa Blanchard's contract's coming to an end when we look for females. Now, oh. yeah, so apparently it's mm. coming very shortly. And I don't know if it's made the rounds yet, but I'm sure it's going to uh, within the next day or so. So take a check out and read the articles on it and stuff. I just heard some backside, back-ended knowledge on it. Yeah. But apparently her contract's coming up very shortly, and she's not going to be re-signing with them. Mm, no kidding. Yeah, so that's the rumor in the street. Is I've heard that. So collaborate the story later on, probably tomorrow. <laughs> I bet, folks, or later on tonight. But I just found it out earlier today. I'll just say that that she's going to be leaving. That's a signing that they need to fight over. Yeah, I mean, how much? How many? <laughs> how much money are the McMahon's or the Cons going to throw out at her? They're going to need to throw out a fucking lot because they didn't sign her to a contract the first time, man. And so, do you think been, she's going to be a little gun shy, maybe, and just resign with NWA? I don't think so because she's been around the business her whole life, and and uh, right. you know, Mag- and Magnum TA, you know, is her stepdad, and Tully's her real dad, but she grew up with right. Magnum and, TA. And Tully is, you know, under contract with AEW. So yeah, you know, but I, they don't have a very close relationship, from what I understand, okay. what I've heard. Okay. You know, she looks at Magnum TA as her daughter more than uh, Tully, because um, oh. you know, Tully's not doesn't have the reputation of being the nicest guy in the world, even though he's changed his ways a lot from what you know people always say in the stories. But yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see, man. I'm telling you, if either wants to ramp up their women's division whether it's nxt tessa does not need nxt i'll tell you that right now she you know, doesn't she but be... i'm pretty sure they'd throw her there 
they will. And you know, and you got Scarlet Bordeaux. That's apparently just signed. I, I was going to say, can you imagine Tessa and Scarlet going out again? So yeah, I mean. Scarlett's very underrated in the ring from what people see, too. I'm not saying she's at Tessa's level. I'm not even remotely saying that. Her look no, is so... Tessa is the most over chick in wrestling right now. She is, and she's wrestling guys. She's not even wrestling girls. Yeah. So, yeah. And, they, and I was leery about that stuff at first, man, but she tears the house down. She's, she's one yeah. of the best in the world right now. Her and Shayna Baszler, in my opinion, are the two best women's wrestlers in the world right now. And imagine yeah. her going after and being the one to take Baszler's title, too. Yeah, and I didn't think I, of that. Duh. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. I heard it's coming up in a few months. I don't know exactly yeah. when. If I can find out when later, I'll let everybody know. But look out for that news story because I'm sure it'll break. Uh, you know, later Thursday night or sometime Friday morning that her contract's coming up. Very interesting. We will absolutely keep an yep. eye on that. So. Yeah. Just want uh, to throw good. it out. There. We talked about women's wrestling. No, I mean I appreciate you for doing that. That's uh, that's uh, something we'll definitely have to keep our eye on. So. Uh, good stuff, man. Uh, where uh, where can we find you on social media? What, what do you got going on coming up here? Anything you want to mention? Yeah, well, we always got good stuff coming up here, man. And, uh, you know, you can check me out on Twitter at WWR Podcast. Give us a follow over there. And uh, DMs are always open if you want to. Ch- Your DMs uh, are wide open. Wide open, as as Rob can uh, tell you from some of the ones I, I send him that I get from people. So Ooh, you're a heat magnet, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty funny sometimes, man. And even <laughs> when I get death threats from people, so it's uh, yeah. it's awesome. But I I've got a lot of nice ones for the majority of the last uh, few weeks, for the most part. <laughs> so true. DMs are always open, and we're always interactive and want to shoot the shit and talk and and you know interact with everybody. And you know we're just fun fans too, and we have a good time. So go check out there, really check uh, podcast network on Twitter. Or on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, and then uh, we're dropping shows on Wrestling with Reality every Monday, which is our motivational show. We had a great message this week about doing what you're meant to do in life, not what you have to do. So, got a lot of great feedback from people on it. It's a really good message. I hope you guys enjoy it and go check it out. And I do those every Monday, and then uh, every other Wednesday we are doing um, an alternate show over there. We got some cool stuff in the works there for everybody. So, it's going to parlay into an- another completely separate thing. Um, but we do alternate episodes every every other Wednesday. You know, we'll put an extra one in there. And then Friday's tackling reality. Sunday is our is our version of our flagship that we do, where we get me, Rob, Dean, sometimes some special guests come on, and we kick back, chop it up, have some fun. So it's, it's a really good time, man. We just we got our great deal over with our friends at Megaphone, which is one of yep. the largest podcasting hosts in the world, and they extend us a great offer. It's not going to change anything for how you guys get our product. It's still going to be out. Nothing's changing. What it means is it's going to distribute us to way more people because of the, their reach and their team and what they're going to be able to do for us. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, which is going to be able to make it so we give you guys even more good stuff. Because then, you know, when you're pulling in those extra bucks, man, you can uh, put it right back into your product. And that's what Rob and I will always do on the shows on the network here. So we thank Megaphone a ton for that. And uh, next week we'll announce a couple of new shows that we're going to have coming up in November so. We'll we'll drop that next week. Now I'm an old school guy. I'm I'm kind of old. You know, I'm in my 40s. Uh, if, if I wanted to use an antiquated system like uh, email, how could I email you, John? It is. Uh, if you want to go email me, you can just go to Gmail. It is wwrpodcast.com at gmail.com, and my emails are always open too. So I, I get some nice emails sometimes too. So if you're more sometimes. than uh, yeah. sometimes, sometimes on email, DM on Twitter is the popular measure. 
to communicate yes. all the time. Yeah, well, it's, I mean that's uh, what, the, that's what the, the the kids do nowadays. But I'm I'm more yeah. email. No, I'm yeah. with you, man. But so I, I like the antiquated system too. So you can always hit us up on there. And if uh, you guys have business inquiry, sponsorship stuff, you want to get your product over and get it exposed to you know nearly six figure downloads coming up here in, in you know a few weeks that. We get it. So you could literally be exposed for anybody looking to invest out there and almost a six figure audience every month. So yep. I would definitely say if you got a product you want to put out there, you guys should hit me or Rob up because we already have four great sponsors that are on our networks and happy customers that come by. And if you want to get your stuff out there to an almost a six figure audience every month, you're more than welcome to come and hit us up and we can talk pricing. We do group rates and stuff. So uh, definitely hit us up. That's how one of our sponsors came through for us already by listening to the show and doing that. So come on down guys. Talk. We're not, we're not, we're anything in life is negotiable for the right things. And we can really help your brands and your businesses too. And email is the best way to do that for me. www.podcast.com at gmail.com. And don't listen to the trolls on fucking Twitter that uh, have no clue about what our business is doing. So just want to just want to throw that out there as well. Oh my so, god, I know He's uh, they, they 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 couldn't be farther from the truth. Me- megaphone, <laughs> you can't just grab a microphone and pick a plan and sign up a megaphone. Uh, it was an invite only. So uh, yeah. I just want to just want to throw that out there. No, we, we don't. We don't, we don't we don't pay for our downloads. Either. I don't even know how I would even pay for a fucking download. But uh, I am so sick of hearing that shit, man. Especially with the yeah. fucking IBA requirement systems that we go through for analytics. It fucking yep. measures that stuff. That's why yep. social media. I always say it here, man. And I don't want to give these these morons the time of day because that's exactly what they are. And I'm trying to turn the other cheek in life on some of these people. You know that that's that's what social media, man. And that's a whole other story and a whole other show I'll do one day for one of my, uh, you know, motivational things about social media is, man, what a pariah of people that come out there and spread lies and stupidity and you know that are out there man it's it's a sick world out there on social media a lot of great people too man and that's why we always say we usually get more good than bad but yeah Jesus, i man, mean there's uh there's 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 nothing creative about what they say and they think they have control on us but they don't so no. uh, i'm not gonna name any names but let's no. just say that it's almost midnight as we're speaking right now and eventually the jury will be out on these guys so that's all I'm yeah, going to say think, about, about I think all the that. jury's yeah. already out on some of them. And, uh, you know, yeah. I know for one, the jury's definitely out. And that person sucks. And their show yeah. sucks. And <laughs> they sound like a love-scorned child. And <laughs> they are way punching down to even discuss them any further. So, I mean, if, if, they like people in, if they like people in mass so much, they must be really big fans of the Dark Order as well. They must so. be. I, you know, I, I think, you know, I know I'm getting delirious because it's almost midnight. And I know, the, you know, the jury's out here soon. But I'm telling you, man, if they if they like mass things so much, you know, maybe they had a, a star, you know, a starring role or some credits out there in Pulp Fiction, you know, with the, with the Kemp scene. I, I don't know. Oh, man. good call. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. might have been. You know, I, I could definitely see that since they're a night owl and always like to stay up past midnight. So. Yeah, yeah, and they like but, pop culture things like that too. Oh so yeah, that's, that's, yeah. And let, let, but let's put it on a nice note, and we love you guys out there, and the fans and the listeners. You guys are absolutely. Great. Yes. The trolls because, they're you know always going to be None there. None of that has anything to do with our audience. In fact, our audience keeps on growing. So give yeah. us the fucking we, free press, guys. Great so we people, love it man. here. Yeah, we keep, love keep, interaction. We love you guys. Yeah, yeah that's right. So, <laughs> anyways, and if you're a troll, uh, you, keep listening because you're going to. We already know you are. Oh, yeah, they all do. <laughs> so. Anyways, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RadRobGaming. Follow my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash RadRobGaming. I am a video game streamer, and I also create video game content on YouTube. Just check out RadRobGaming on YouTube. If you want to tweet our show, it's at RadTurtlesPOD. Send us an email at RadTurtlesWrestling at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook page. It's Facebook.com slash RadTurtlesWrestling. 
We also have a Twitch channel. We will be going live after every NXT takeover and every WWE pay-per-view. It is twitch.tv slash Wrestling. We will have our post-game wrap-up show coming up here. We haven't decided on the day yet, uh, as Crown Jewel is a week from this Thursday as we're taping. Uh, at, I think it's like 12 o'clock Eastern or 1 o'clock Eastern, so uh, I'll be watching it at work. So at some point, John, we're going to have to do a recap show on that, but it, it's all right. it, it, it will not be like this one will not be directly after because I'll still be at work. So yeah. um, we'll, but we, we'll get it we, out we'll, within a day of it. Yeah, we will. So but check us out on Twitch. Leave us a follow there. Twitch.tv slash Rad Turtles Wrestling and check out our uh, pro wrestling tea store. It's pro wrestling tees dot Rad Turtles Wrestling. We have two shirts on sale with more to come. And anytime you purchase a shirt, we will shout you out on the air for being a loyal uh, follower and, uh, and and repping our brand. So we uh, absolutely appreciate that. Uh, so until then, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode of the RTW Wednesday Night War. Uh, we will be back this weekend, this Saturday, for the flagship with Dean Galloway and I, breaking down SmackDown, uh, all your current news, and uh, giving our predictions for Crown Jewel coming up next week, which we'll, we'll bring you in on that one as well, John, if you're available on Saturday to give your predictions. So uh, yeah, I'll be, be looking forward to that. So Again, guys, hope you have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you on Saturday for the flagship. Uh, thanks for, for listening, and we'll see you then. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to this edition of the RTW Wednesday Night War podcast. Once again, you can tweet the show at RadTurtlesPOD or send us an email, RadTurtlesWrestling at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all of your support. You've been listening to the RTW Wednesday Night War podcast, only here on the Reality Check Podcast Network. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namaga Madoff versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets.